The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. What is going on, everybody? We have a lovely day for you today. We have some breaking news. We got some mock drafts. We got some college prospect talks. We can start the day off with my team finally making it official, a long-awaited trade that it feels very anticlimactic because everybody was like, it's going to happen, but just when? It's just the longer it went by, the more just just non-exciting that it got. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm excited to, to be sitting here today on my hosting debut to tell you all that the Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. It is official. It has been verified. Doesn't matter if you got a check next to you or not. It has cleared the waivers. He is a Jet. There is compensation is out there. The Jets and the Packers swapped first round picks this year. The Jets gave up a second and a sixth this year, plus a conditional second next year that turns into a first if Rodgers plays for 65% or more of the plays this year. And in return, the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. We're picking at 15 instead of 13, and we get a fifth-round pick. So I'm doing great. At first, I thought it was a little bit much, but breaking down the trade, I think it's actually pretty good. Um, Good morning, Mr. Oh, good morning. Good night. Good evening, Mr. Mason. How are we feeling today? Feeling good, man. Uh you know, I, I know you're very excited, but I, I completely agree. I mean, what a total sort of like buzzkill. Um, you know, obviously the trade is extremely exciting if you're a New York Jets fan. Um, but I just remember looking at my phone when I woke up my time around 930-ish, so I guess it would have been 1030 your time. Um, and I just saw that... I can't remember who reported. It might have been Schefter. It might have been Rappaport. I, I can't remember. But uh, just sort of an alert saying that New York and Green Bay had resumed trade talks. And then maybe, what, hour and a half, two hours ago, we get the we get the breaking news from Schefter that uh, the trade is done. Both teams have been compensated, I think, pretty fairly. I think you would agree with that, Matt. Um, yeah. And, and now New York is sort of in the spot where it's like, you know, it's do or die, right? Uh, you know, we, we now have the quarterback that puts us in a sort of Super Bowl contending window. Um, and you have the pieces around him. You have the coach. So we think uh, at least he'll be able to get the job done on defense. We know that he's extremely um, sort of – equipped to make that defense a Super Bowl contender. And I think with Hackett coming in at OC, uh, things should work out fine given him or his sort of history with Rodgers. And so if you're a New York Jets fan, man, as I told you before the show, man, I mean, this has got to be the most exciting day in recent memory for sure, right? Yeah, I I can't recall the last time something this major like happened for the Jets. I mean – the trade for Brett Favre, you know, maybe, but um, this is, this is a big day. And, you know, this is, this is a win for both sides, in my opinion. I mean, like I'll even put myself out there. I was the one praising that the Jets were not going to give up a first for Rogers and they wound up giving up a first for Rogers. So 
Packers, in my opinion, they should be happy with the trade. Packers fans, Jets fans, I think we did a good job. And this was also, I think, it's just important for Joe Douglas as well. I mean, his, let's, let's think about all the deals that he's lost out on. You know, he lost out on Odell, Calais Campbell. He lost out on that trade for Tyreek Hill the other year. Um, there's other ones that I cannot think that I know are there, but he has missed out on at least three to five big time, either signings or trades in the last couple of years. And it was just a matter of like getting this one done. And he got this one done. Even like you go back to like the Debo Samuel and everything, when we were linked to him, nothing ever got done. So Joe Douglas finally pulled the trigger. Joe Douglas finally made the trade and you break it down. Like I was saying before this, you know, the Jets and the Packers swap first round picks this year. So there's only a two pick difference. I mean, we're going to 15 from 13. They're going vice versa, 15 to 13. We're giving them one of our seconds this year. We're holding on to the other one. Um, and we give them a six round pick this year, plus a conditional second next year that could turn into a first. If he plays 65% of the plays. So do you break it down? The Jets are giving up one first, one second, and a sixth and we're getting Rodgers in a fifth and we're swapping first rounders this year. So it's a lot of moving parts to really break down, but I think it's a win-win for both sides. Green Bay is going to endorse Jordan Love like they've been trying to do for the last three, three, four years since they drafted him. He's finally getting his chance. And I think this is the year that the Packers finally take a wide receiver in the first round. Um, but it's win-win for both sides. Um, this is, has to be the probably the biggest quarterback the Jets have ever had in their season. I mean, let's go back to Joe Namath. This is, this is a big guy. This is a big deal right here. So Jets fans, Jets Nation, we should all be happy. This is going to be a day we're going to remember for the better or the worst in, next, in this year's time next year. Um, I've seen a lot of players out there like Tony Jefferson saying that there's no way that the Rodgers is only playing one season. Um, we'll see how that goes. I pray he comes back a second year as long as he does well. But this is this is a big day in sports history, and I'm excited for this for my team. Uh, so hoping for the best. Obviously, it's 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 fun to just to see your team go for it all. Um, and like we were saying before, and this is this actually puts the Patriots in that category of I think they have the worst, obviously starting quarterback in the entire conference between two of Joe Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers. So it's been 23 years, I think, since we were able to say that. Like I think just going back to not maybe even Bledsoe like was. At the time, probably better than formidable at the, at the bare minimum, Matt. I mean, yeah. that was before I can remember. I'm sure you, I mean, definitely can remember it better than I can. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, we were talking about it uh, before the show, like you mentioned. Um, you know, th- this, I think when you think about it, a, a better way to think about it would be in terms of looking at the roster as a whole. I think we would both agree that Buffalo is still, uh, you know, top dog in the AFC East. You know, they easily have the best quarterback. Um, they, they have the weapons around Allen. They'll probably make a move for a running back, you know, whether that's trading for a guy like Austin Eckler or maybe Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I know that was a sort of talking point maybe two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, where, um, you know, people in the front office for Minnesota were saying that, look, you know, they're not really convinced that this guy can stay healthy anymore. They're looking to move off of him. So whether it's, you know, by trading for a guy like Cook, guy like Eckler, uh, maybe moving up a little bit in the draft to take a guy like Robinson uh, out of Texas or Gibbs out of Alabama, you know, that's kind of their missing piece, right? is a formidable run run game. Um, 
to sort of take that sort of pressure off Josh Allen because, I mean, he even said it, I think it was last week, um, he's getting older. Um, and his body can only handle the sort of blows of running the ball, you know, 10, 15, 20 times a game for so long before um, it cost him in a big way and it cost the Bills as a whole. So um, Buffalo is still that top dog. I, I, I don't know. I mean, would you still say Miami is just a little bit better than the Jets, Matt, or would you say it's pretty 50-50 now? I mean, the defense for the Jets is right up there, man. And, you know, you're getting Brees Hall back. You've got Garrett Wilson, who was, I mean, excellent last year, who could really, really take off this year. You know, you you moved for um, Lazard. Um, and then you also have Miko Hardman. Um, and you still have the guy, the other guys in the running back room. The line is is fine, but I mean, you know, Miami is not short on talent either. So how do you? Not I mean, who would you put on that two three? Ah, uh, man, it's it's tough when you when you because I was thinking about this earlier, and it's it's you know, if I had to take if I were to start the easy decision, I would take the Jets defense as a whole over Miami's sure. defense. I, I know you know they've got Xavier Howard and Jordan um, and um, Jalen Ramsey as the one, two, but I mean, a lot of people sleep on DJ Reed on the jets. He's been a top corner um, for the last couple of seasons. And he's, he's just a quietly underrated, not really talked about guy that plays his heart out is sticks with his man is a very, very good corner. And like I said, has been in the top categories and cornerback categories the last couple of years. So he's, he's a corner that's not talked about a lot. And then you have Gardner who had one of the best rookie seasons. Um, but that that line, that pass rush and everything, I, I just think the Jets had the better defense. I mean, you, when you go on the offensive side, uh, you know, I Tua had a very good year last year. I, I, I would have to take Rodgers, I think, as a whole. Just, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not fair to Tua to compare him to Rodgers career-wise because obviously that's that's not fair. But um, it just it comes down to Tua's health. You, you really just can't, unfortunately, rely on that guy for more than like maybe like six-week span. Um, and it's really not his fault. I, I blame a lot of it on the coaching last year, just not taking him out of the game in time. Um, you know, they got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Um, I, I think that's obviously a better wide receiver duo than what we have. But as a whole, I think we have a more in-depth uh, wide receiver room. Um, you know, I. That, it's that tough, is tough to say, like you like you said, Matt, because I mean, I. I it, I could be incorrect in this. I want to say I'm right, though, but I want to say that both Tyreek and Waddle finished in the top five in receiving yards last year. And, yeah. and, and Waddle was at – he. I think he was literally fifth. He might have dropped out at the very end. I can't remember. But, um, you know, I mean, Waddle has come a long way for being, you know, a, a, a very undersized receiver. And so is Hill. But, I mean, they make it up yeah. in speed. Um, and, and they're two of the most explosive receivers, I think, we would both agree in the game, mm-hmm. um, to 100%. be honest. So, so yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the defense is pretty clear-cut. I think New York is, is definitely better. But I think, you know, I mean – I think I would probably say New York is two now because of the weapons that they've added um, in the receiving core. The running back room was completely fine. They didn't have to make any moves. You're getting Brees Hall back, like I mentioned. Um, and, and you know, I hate to say it. I don't really like the guy. But, I mean, when, when Rodgers is on your team, man, 
you know, it, it's sort of similar to Tom Brady, um, you know, at the back end of his career in Tampa Bay. But I mean, when, when he's on your team, it's very hard to count your team out. Um, he's just that good. He's a total difference maker. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever really play the game. And, you know, I just, I, I think Rodgers is what kind of puts it over the top for me. And, and I yeah. think you would agree in that. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I would probably, like I said, I put New York two and Miami three, but it's, it's not that much of a difference to where it's like, okay, you know, one is significantly better than the other. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was reading, uh, Jared's update. I make my hosting debut. Good morning. Good afternoon, Mr. Cruz. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, rushed home from the gym and, uh, yeah, ready to, Ready to talk some mock draft. Um, congrats on your team getting Rodgers. Uh, that would have been a really good move about five years ago. Yeah, but you know, five years too late. Why? What's, what's the difference? It's still the best quarterback that we've had in recent time. And oh, we're yeah. Just breaking down the trade. I'm, uh, I, I, it's tough for you to. It's tough for anybody to not be excited when you're a Jets fan. I know he's 39, going to be 40. Um, but like I was telling everybody, if you, you go down the laundry list of who we've had at that position in the last 20 years, it, it's uh, it's hard not to be excited. Would you say the best quarterback you've had in the last twenty years has been Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He. Um. I know we got. I know you can make that argument with Mark Sanchez. That defense is yeah. really what brought them to that yeah. point. Uh. But I would say Fitzpatrick. He broke all of pretty much all of the Jets' single season records in twenty fifteen alone. That's really sad to uh to admit that, but it is true. That was a great year for him though. He had Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and uh, God, who's the was it Matt Forte? Is our running back? That was Chris Ivory's. Chris last, Ivory, uh, that's it. Chris yeah, Ivory's yeah, last year. Yeah, I remember that because he's a uh, former Saint. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that was a magical season. Just because you had Fitzpatrick and Marshall breaking their career record in the seasons um, for both for the team, pretty much. I mean, you had Eric Decker also at a thousand yards, and you had Chris Ivory breaking a thousand yards. That was, that was a great year. Um, I had I had Brandon Marshall and I had Chris Ivory on my fantasy team that year. It's domination. Oh, it's domination. We were um, we were just getting over with the trade, just breaking it down and everything. Um, and then we were just talking about, you know, where does this put the teams in the AFC East? We, you know, we were talking about obviously the Bills are still that top dog. We were thinking this kind of pushes the Pats down to that number four spot right now, talent wise. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. I'd probably say right now, if I had to put money pre-draft, if I had to put money on teams right now. I would say Buffalo one, Miami two, New York three, New England four. Um, I don't think New England has enough. Um, I think Mac needs a lot more help. If they can get a guy like Zay Flowers or possibly trade up and get Jason out of Ohio State, maybe add some other weapons around him. Um, I think Miami, t- talent-wise, offensively, and the big if is Tua can stay healthy is always going to be the big if. But if they get like a guy like Jameer Gibbs or they you know maybe trade up and try and get a B. John Robinson – that would be big. And then Buffalo right now, I think they're running back away from, you know, staying in AFC uh, title contention. I just don't think, I, I just don't think New York right now, I think they're trying to create, it's kind of like same thing like New Orleans is doing right now. Uh, they're, they're creating uh, Vegas uh, East. It's basically what they're doing. And I think they're doing the exact same thing with Green Bay uh, in New York with uh, Lazard and Randall Cobb. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and, you know, possibly get, you know, some other guys from there in the trade. 
Yeah, I um I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and just they wind up signing Mercedes Lewis and guys like that. I know he's mentioned that he wants to finish his career with him. Um, it's just a lot of the fact that we kept Corey Davis and Denzel Mims. I just don't see there being room for um, for Randall Cobb even for this year. I I don't know where you're going to put him in that one. I think the biggest mis- I think the biggest mistake you guys made as Jets fans. I, I think you guys should have kept Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore with Aaron Rodgers and the, with the way he plays with his slot receivers would have been a younger Randall Cobb, and it would have yeah. been great. But I th- but I think he was just already checked out of that organization. Yeah, I um I feel the same way. I was I was hoping that he wasn't going to be the receiver moved. Um, I was praying that it was going to be like a Davis and Mims combo for Rodgers. Uh, but I, at the end of the day, I mean, he got what he wanted. He wanted to trade last last October, last November, and he came out and said he was shocked. I mean, he, this is what you asked for five months ago. I didn't want to see him go, but if Deshaun Watson can play like, you know, 2018, 2019 Sean Watson, then Elijah Moore should have a very successful time in Cleveland. But that's going to be obviously to be determined with that one. Yeah, I'm not really holding my breath. Uh, I think Cleveland, they have – on paper, they have it together offensively. I think with Njoku and they still have Amari Cooper and they still have Nick Chubb and I think O-line, they're, they're pretty consistent. I think it's all going to depend on can Watson get that rust off. You know, only playing what – he played, what, six games last year? And it, yeah, wasn't, and it wasn't pretty. So no. like, it's, it's going to really depend on like what they do. Um, but I think right now, I mean, I think Rodgers would probably be, I mean, he's, he went from being a top three quarterback in the NFC to now is he even top five in the AFC right now? No, yeah, it, it, so, but, I mean, it's, it, but it's just hard to compare because I mean, you know, when, when you think about the quarterback discussion between the two conferences in general, I think. I mean, who who would be the first quarterback from the NFC that you would even put if you were if you were talking about the quarterback sort of landscape uh, for the league as a whole? I I would say the best is probably Jalen Hurts. I'd from say the J- NFC, I'd right? say Jalen now. Uh, top three would probably and, and he, be Jalen. I'd say. I'd say probably. I mean, you can't say Dak. Kyler because he yeah he's not healthy. I mean, now there's a case now where it's like, and it's really bad to say this, and this isn't me being a homer, but there's a there's a case for Derek Carr being top three now. Yeah, you could put Brock Purdy in the five. You could, and then Bryce Bryce Young coming in at at Carolina, he could immediately be a top ten guy already. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not fair. Plus, it's like if this was like five years ago, like like I was saying, like Aaron Rodgers, then you have like the case of like, wow, Aaron Rodgers being the you know, one A, one B with Mahomes and Brady and and guys like that. Right. Hey, Jared. Howdy, fellas. I started playing some bubble music on myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got it. Here we go. Woo, woo, woo. I'm at it. I actually started jogging on my fucking driveway while I was running to my car to get some tums. And I don't know what the fuck I ate. It was like a perfect storm of a biometric pressure headache when you like, you know, you know, you some out of you guys get those, but I do because like I live on a mountain and I work in a valley. And when it's been a rainstorm that goes to a dry thing, it's like a meteorology shit. Certain people will get like these nasty sinus headaches. So I got that and I also ate something nasty for lunch and I was just a zombie when I got home. I also stuck in traffic for an hour, so that was even worse. But drinking water, drank a tums, going dry tonight, boys. <laughs> oh, ghost is here. Man, I'm the only one having a nice little drink then tonight. 
Dude, listen, you're celebrating. I don't blame you. I would have had a glass of Buffalo Trace, but uh, well, we spent you know. uh, a solid 15 minutes talking about it. I don't know if you got any final thoughts on it before oh, we move uh, on to our main events. I mean, listen, before we start talking about why we're all here tonight and Cruz becomes the Simon Cowell of NFL draft judges, um. All I got to say is that, one, I love this for Aaron Rodgers. He gets a young, explosive receiver in Garrett Wilson. He gets his boy, Alan Lazard, back, who's honestly just a great two. Also, they haven't cut Corey Davis yet. Everyone keeps forgetting about his name. He's still there. And on top of that, C.J. Ozama and Tyler Conklin are not bad tight ends. They're both you, – you put them together. It's kind of the money ball theory. They both kind of equal a Bob Tunyon. And then they've got more running backs than, like, the Duttons have horses. So, like, honestly, at this point – Rogers sitting there like, now can we get somebody to fucking block for me? I, I, we still, we have a, our home, uh, our hometown fan, uh, Jeremy Ruckert is uh, number three tight end too. He was a rookie round draft pick last year for us, I think in the third round. So hoping that he makes some sort of emergence, um, mm-hmm. didn't really play a lot last year, obviously being the third tight end on the list, but yes, you know, like, yeah, like you're saying, it was, Uzama's more of that deep threat guy, gets a catch every now and then, but Conklin's just that main guy. He just needs to work on ball security. Man yeah. fumbled too much last year. And I, listen, I agree with all you guys, by the way. I was listening to the whole show. I was backstage fighting for my life, but I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I was agreeing with all you guys in the sense that, one, the Patriots have made no effort this year. I don't know if Bill's just trying to stick it to, Bob, to big Bob Kraft at this point or what, but, like, it's starting to turn into this whole thing where, like, okay – Y'all went from being a 500 team with the Jets having Zach Wilson to now being a instant two loss. Now you're looking at, because I'm sorry, that Jets Patriots streak is breaking this year. If it doesn't, Rodgers will retire probably after that second game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell's happened with Bill. The AFC keeps getting better and better. And, you know, we talked, there was another rumor that popped off this weekend for about 45 minutes that I kind of quelled. Cause I'm like, guys, it's, just, it's a fucking talent host who shared it. The Eagles aren't getting Derrick Henry. I mean, if they do, awesome. But I, I, I have them taking a running back in the first round at some point this year. So, um, but Cruz, yeah, Jared, just one. just to touch on that Patriots point. I mean, mm-hmm. I I agree, man. Um, you know, we'll have to see what happens on Thursday and uh, the rest of the weekend, um, and see who they take in the draft. And and um, you know, they they do draft well. I think we can all agree that the Patriots tend to draft pretty well. I mean that. The the Cole Strange pick um, last year was a little bit questionable, but um, you know I, I think for the most part they usually tend to find later round guys who are you know pretty good, um, and, and so you know that won't go away I don't think. But uh, you know everyone all eyes will be on that first round pick. I really hope they don't move down and just take like a corner. That would be really unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they need to go make a move for someone at wide receiver because right, right now the, the core just does not cut it. Um, Juju is your wide receiver. One is not going to do you well at all against, you know, Rogers, Josh Allen, um, and, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So, um, they need to go make a move. We'll see what happens this weekend, but, um, Yeah. This this sort of like puts the ball in their court. You know what I mean? Like if if you know everything else that was going on in the division did not sort of like motivate you to go make a move at receiver, hopefully this does and they go get someone in the draft and maybe they can, you know, make something happen with DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. I you know what I 
wholeheartedly agree. You know, the thing is, I worry you're not the only Patriots fan who I hold near and dear to my heart. We also have me and Cruz's boy, the grumpy, loving midget who now resides in Rhode Island, our former co-host of the show, Kevin. I really pray for that boy's sanity. Also, Cruz, I want your perspective quick because actually this is the other reason I brought you on because I wanted your question. As a Bama fan, do you mm-hmm. pull for guys like Mac who are just getting fucked over in the pros right now? Do you like – is yeah. it like – is it <clears> No, I do it, it, it's 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 frustrating not only because you know he he played for Bama but he's you know we've become friends over the last couple years through um through everything and so it it is really um it's frustrating to see that because you see guys like because you see guys like Tua and you see guys like Jalen like getting the help that they need like you mm-hmm. know they weren't shiny products coming out of college like J- Jalen it took him a couple years to become him and they put weapons around him like AJ Brown and and. And they drafted well, like Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson, and they've just added enough to help them. Mac has had no help whatsoever. I mean, it's it's incredibly frustrating. You have a special teams and defensive guy calling plays, and it's just like in his rookie year, he was the only guy to go to the playoffs out of those guys. Mm. And, and, yeah, no. and so, yeah, and you and you just take oh, no. that away. I mean, oh, no, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Out of, his, out of his class, out of his class. Yeah, out of his class. Like, yeah. Like, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking like out of their rookie year. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, and, true. and so, um, and so it was just like a little bit, it's just a little bit like eye raising. So it, it's, yeah. it's just kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but no, obviously we root for him. We want our guys to be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's why we, we were very happy for Jalen and we're, you know, happy for Tua when he can play. And as much as it pains me, because Bryce is probably going to go number one in Carolina, I'm going to have to see Bryce play twice a year against my Saints for the next decade. And it's going to suck, yeah. but I'm going to root for him. Yeah. You know what the worst part, where is the part is this, the NFL is going to look so much fucking different. I hope everyone realizes the whole strength mm-hmm. of schedule thing that comes out every year. That doesn't mean shit until August. Nope. No, it doesn't mean shit until December because last year the Philadelphia Eagles had the sixth hardest schedule in the NFL in August. Or it was like mm-hmm. seventh. It was something ridiculous. Cowboys had like ninth. Giants had eighth. It was insane. And then we come back and it's like, oh, <laughs> bottom five worst in the league. Okay. Or top ten worst in the league or mid-20s or whatever the fuck it was. I was like, you know what? This shows why this is making a fucking sense. But speaking of not making a fucking sense, we're going to talk C.J. Stroud. We're talking Will Levis. We're talking Will Anderson because, fellas, oh, why did that not play? Son of a bitch. <laughs> this just goes to show how my day's going. <laughs> I'm corny like that. I, I, you know, let's kick that rock music. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go with this, man. I'm fucking fighting for my life over here. I want to talk some draft music. All right. The rules are simple. Mr. Cruz, um, you get to be head honcho today. I'm moving you up to the top window. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go count, we're gonna go clockwise. We're gonna start with Matt, then Mason, then me. Each of us get 20 seconds on the clock. I will keep the timing going, or unless you somebody else wants to, I don't care. Try to keep the 20 seconds. You say your pick, you say why, you move on. There are trades. If you want the funny trade horn, let me know. If not, we'll keep it as is. So, without further ado, Matt, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. With the oh, first the pick. Awesome we got a banner? Nice. The first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select quarterback Bryce Young out of Alabama. Um, obvious move right here that they're going to go quarterback for a while. I really thought it was CJ Stroud, but the more that the months and the weeks went on, the more it's really seeming like it's going to be Bryce Young one overall. Um, 
I think him and Stroud are the best quarterbacks in this class, and I think it's I, either one I think is going to be a home run for them. So I like Bryce Young, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do in Panthers with uh, Adam Thielen and everybody. Okay, uh, with that being said, yeah, I've got the same exact thing. Bryce Young going to Carolina at one. Um, they need a quarterback. They need someone who's young. Um, you know, and Bryce is probably in all sort of realistic – logical kind of uh reasoning he's the best quarterback prospect in this draft he's a little bit undersized um but he's very quick his arm talent is is through the roof and he's a smart kid so you know i feel like this is very clear cut and he will be a panther um come this weekend nice i I love it uh, I am also going with Bryce Young. Listen, I may, I have my opinions about C.J. Stroud. I compared him a lot style-wise to the quarterback we talked for about 20 minutes before. Very similar to Rodgers, arm strength, precision, the way his body moves, his, game, his leadership, everything. But that's a theory. Bryce Young is a winner. He reminds me of a hybrid of Russell Wilson meets Drew Brees in a way that like he has the best of both worlds. I worry about his can his throwing into the hard rain, but he's in the south. Who gives a shit? He's played two games up north every year. One of them's probably gonna be like Philadelphia. The other one's gonna be New York or something. It doesn't really fucking matter. Bryce Young's a solid quarterback. He is he going to does he have the ceiling that CJ Stroud does? Oh fuck no. Or Anthony Richardson? No. But here's the thing. He's gonna get you there faster. He is going to be a solid A minus B plus quarterback his entire career which will be multiple Pro Bowls and probably one shot at the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I love this pick. And I still went over 20 seconds. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I mean, you can kind of just judge us all at this point. Sla- slam dunk. Don't overthink it. It's 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 the safest – one of the safest picks you can make. Carolina finally getting their quarterback. Probably the best quarterback they'll ever have. I'm saying more than Cam Newton. Uh, has an opportunity to be elite, especially in a really weak division. So he has a chance to have some very early on success. Uh, yeah, A-plus picks for all y'all. Very nice. Very nice, sir. All right. Second pick in the draft. The Houston Texans are on the clock. Matthew. The Texans are going to take the quarterback of the future, but are they going to make the correct decision? I'm not buying the Will Anderson smoke. I'm going to let it. I'm going to go with my gut here. I think they take a quarterback, but I think it's Will Levis at number two. Um, there's a lot, a lot of talk around him with the Texans, and I just think Texans fashion, they're not going to get this one right. Um, I have Stroud going elsewhere very soon, um, but I got, I got Levis at number two. Nice. I love that pick. I really do. Mason, I don't. I went out of turn. That's my bad. Uh, yeah. So, so to follow Matt up, I have the Texans taking Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, he, he's really the player I think in this draft who has the highest ceiling. Um, and, and I heard a good point today. Even if Richardson does not figure it out through there uh, with his passing game and and develop that in the way that whatever team selects him wants. Um, he still gives you a top five rushing attack in the league, no discussion. So at the bare minimum, you're going to have that. We've seen it with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Um, that's been the case when he's been healthy. And so I think they really roll the dice here and take a player who is a total boomer bust, you know, possibility, and take the guy with probably the highest ceiling 
in the entire class, regardless of position. See, this is where I disagree with you guys. I, mean, I love what you all picked three quarterbacks. I'm taking CJ fucking Stroud. I think from the get-go, this is a fucking smoke screen to see if they could draft somebody else and still get him later. They know it's not happening. They know there's a lot of teams who still would take him in the top 10. I can think of a couple, um, namely Indianapolis, who has said they really do actually enjoy his talent. I think this makes total sense. You're going to be able to get him a weapon at 11. You can get him edge rush help and offensive line help. To be also honest, nothing says we're restarting the culture like getting the young quarterback who doesn't turn the fucking ball over. Davis Webb's biggest problem, besides having a neck that could basically hit the ceiling, is that this motherfucker will turn the... I watched one game against the... Uh, I watched three Davis Webb games this year. Don't understand how I did it, but it was the missed throws. It was the bad decisions. And he actually got away with a lot of dropped interceptions this year. So... I, you know what? I can't I can't really go with it anymore. I, I got to stick with um, T.J. Stroud. So let me let me get some clarity. Is this what I would do, or is this what I think is the best fit? Or what is, what is going to happen? This is you judge who has the best. What do you think they're going to do? You kind of are – I like your you, – you come from a different perspective, one, being a Saints fan, too. You kind of are at a higher level of media than us, so you kind of uh, can snout your elitist nose if you want to. What So – what I think is going to happen, I think they're actually going to go with Will Levis. What I would do is, Jared, I would go with you. I, I love C.J. Stroud, too. I think he is the sa- the second safest quarterback. I mean, honestly, uh, I could I could have seen C.J. go one to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is incredibly safe. you got to get a running back. John Mechie coming back. Uh, you have an opportunity to possibly add a teammate <laughs> at 12. Uh, to get him some, it's a weak division as well. Tennessee's windows closed. Indianapolis rebuilding. Jacksonville are they a one-hit wonder? I mean, I think CJ Stroud's correct answer here. All right, nice. Number three, Jared Q the trade horn. Ooh. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry, I was I was, <laughs> I was editing my mock draft, man. Sorry. We got. The Indianapolis Colts calling the Cardinals like, holy fuck, CJ Stroud's still on the board. Uh, We know you want Will Anderson, so uh, why don't we swap so nobody jumps ahead of us and the Indianapolis Colts go and take the quarterback of the future for them, CJ Stroud. Um, The Colts have been trying to address that situation since Andrew Luck retired. I mean, they've tried the veteran route many times, um, and now they decide to just go back to what they know how to do is just draft the quarterback and just um, let them develop over time. Um, CJ Stroud, I think, is going to be their their option at number three, trading with the Cardinals. So on my mock draft, I had the Cardinals moving back to four. Nice. I love it. Okay. Uh, at three, I've just got Arizona picking here. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to go ahead and take a quarterback. I mean, they have Kyler. Not sure when he's going to be ready to rejoin them. But, uh, you know, they just go Will Anderson, best defensive player in this draft, um, someone who can help them sell tickets while Kyler is not on the football field. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I feel like when I say Will Anderson is the best defensive prospect in this draft, I mean, that kind of sums it up. So they go Anderson here at three. Nice. I have them taking Anderson as well. Wait, did I actually take? I think this is the one that my, me and my boss debated for twenty minutes. Actually, <laughs> my boss was interested in what I was doing today. He actually wanted to know. I took Will Anderson. I talked him down. He said, "What about the kid from Texas Tech?" And I'm like, 
The Cardinals are dumb, not stupid. Um, so Will Anderson is basically I wrote in during our mock draft show, I said Khalil Mack and circled it six fucking times. That is his pro comp. That's it. Moving on. So um I don't think Arizona is gonna keep this pick. Uh, I do think they are gonna trade. I think um I, I do like if he is there, I think I think Indianapolis trading up one spot to get uh, get CJ Stroud is the correct move. I will say a team to look out for to move into the top four would be the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they are look they're trying to look on to move on from Kirk Cousins at the end of the year. Uh, I've heard they've been interested in a quarterback. Uh, they're trying to clear up some room, possibly releasing Dalvin Cook or trying to trade him during uh, you know during the draft. So they could use that as ammunition. Um, if I'm Arizona, I don't need a quarterback. I'm kind of rebuilding. As great as Will Anderson is. Uh, I would probably trade back and get some picks. I mean, listen, I'm not knocking you for it. I also like that a lot. I just think with the Vikings, I think they're going to be hesitant this year. I think they're going to try to see if they can get a hold of like a Hinton Hooker where they can like let him sit, like see if Kirk, Kirk works. Not to, there's also that kid out of Stanford who, like, I watched his tape. He's not McGee. bad. Yeah, he's not bad. He's a good quarterback. He's, he's- Kirk Cousins. He he's he well Tanner McGee literally is Kirk Cousins. And I, know, I think State. he's a little. I I trust his arm a little better than Kirk's, but I agree with you on that one. So all right, I, number four. four for myself. I had the Cardinals on the clock since I had that trade before. Um, if anybody's wondering, the Colts gave up their first round pick this year, next year, the year after, but they got David Putney. So <laughs> now we got the. Now they got the Cardinals are on the clock at number four, and I'm going to go with what you guys were saying for your last pick. I got them going Will Anderson. I think this is a similar situation to when the Chicago Bears jumped ahead of the Niners to take Mitchell Trubisky, and the Niners were always going to take Solomon Thomas no matter they picked two or three. And I think this is the same situation where no matter where they're going to pick, the Cardinals are going to go Will Anderson. Um, it's a great, great way to just replace J.J. Watt on that line. Um, so I got them just going Will Anderson, plain and simple with that pick. Nice. Okay, so I have Indianapolis going here. Um, I really feel like Stroud is about to just really slide. So I have them taking Levis. Um, very strong kid out of Kentucky. Was at Penn State before Kentucky. Um, and, and he is not the type of dude that I think is going to come in and win you games now, but he definitely could in two or three years. Um you know, he takes a lot of really bad sacks. He's not really that mobile. But, um, you know, I think after that recent news about Stroud, I think they go Levis here and just kind of, you know, see what happens. I'm with it. Um, Anthony Richardson. I love it for three reasons. One, Shane Steichen basically was one of the like if he wasn't the architect but he definitely helped Jalen turn into this dual threat machine that just demolished half of the NFC in his wake Jalen of course has the work ethic of like a Michael Jordan but like listen Shane you need a good coach to put you in the right position and a good GM and the greatest GM in the last 20 years to get you the guys to work with it anyway Steichen likes mobile quarterbacks. A-Rich is a project guy who can work it they also have Gardner Minshew to take the first couple snaps there if they really don't like what they see, they unlike um, uh, New, uh, they unlike Houston and um, Carolina have a guy to that could win them games. Gardner Minshew is not a bad quarterback. 
despite how we played against Cruiser Saints last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I like A-Rich here. It's the perfect situation. It makes so much fucking sense. It gets the name out, and by, like, within a year, he may be a Pro Bowl level quarterback under Steichen's offense. They let him develop. Okay, so here, <clears throat> if you can get Will Anderson at four, I like it. Um, just because he is, I think the best player in the draft. I actually do. Um, I think he's, I think he's him and, uh, I think him and Bryce are can't miss. Um, however though, if I can get Anthony Richardson at four without having the trade, he falls into Indianapolis laps. Uh, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have possibly the two best inside offensive linemen in the NFL and Ryan Kelly, and you have, uh, Quentin Nelson, um, Again, playing in a weak division, I think they could possibly do what they did with Lamar and, you know, just run read option. And you never know what will happen. Look, I, I know Anthony Richardson doesn't have the best tape in the world, but when he shined, he shined. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with Jared on this one at four. Woo! Just because you're getting a franchise QB at four without having the trade up. You sat there, you played patient, so you're good. And that was also while drinking water, fighting through a stomachache, and finishing my mock draft because I was too sick to finish it this afternoon. That's called game, kids. All right, on the fucking clock is the Seahawks. Matt, who are they taking? Number five, Seattle Seahawks. They go and they bolster their defensive line. And despite his offseason issues and despite his not the greatest pro day and him taking his shirt off and that not making it any better, I had the Seattle Seahawks going with a defensive tackle and Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Um, they're losing. I think they lost Al Woods. They lost another defensive tackle in free agency as well. Um, so And Listen, they, I mean, they re-signed Geno Smith. Their offenses, they're going to have Kenneth Walker. They're going to have DK Metcalf. They're going to have Tyler Lockett. Um, they have Noah Fant at the tight end position. They're really just lacking that defensive pressure. Um, they're not the Legion of Boom anymore, and I think they're going to try and get back to that somewhat state in the years coming, and I think Jalen Carter is going to be that step for them. I have a lot of Seahawks defensive line attacking this week. Mason. So, yeah, uh, Seahawks at five here. I have them taking Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. The Texas A&M transfer uh, was one of the few bright spots on this Tech team last season. Um, there was not much to talk about other than the OU and the Texas wins for them. Um, you know, I, I think this is a guy that, you know, let's say that Anthony Richardson is still on the board here. I don't think he goes farther than five. I think Seattle is really looking to take like a quarterback here, particularly uh, Richardson, um, if he's still on the board. But if he's not, they go best available, go with Tyree Wilson, get someone on the line who is more than capable of coming in and starting, you know, his rookie year and making a difference. I love it. Um, I am taking I'm ha I so I flip flop this in Detroit's pick because either way one of these two guys is going in the slot in my opinion it's either Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson one of them's getting picked I think Seattle is going to go edge rusher later in the round so they're going to take Jalen Carter here listen he was the best prospect coming in off the rip he's a freak and what's the best way to keep to keep Geno on the field and keep defenses off uh, run stopping in the middle so I agree with Matt here. 
Yeah, I, I think if this was any other coach other than Pete, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, who has had egos and attitudes and off the field issues, I'd be a little weary here. But I think Jalen Carter, Seattle is a perfect fit. I think it makes sense. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think edge rusher is, is a need. But I think after Will Anderson goes, you can get some really good value towards the end. So take the best available player, Jalen Carter, uh, to Seattle is a great, great fit. My other added thing was like this defensive end class is the most loaded we've seen. Oh, it's insane! It's like, insane. like I, I was looking at the list. There's guys. Keon White is not even going go in the first round of my draft, and I'm like, can we get him in the second round? Shit! <laughs> I have us trading up from thirty to go get an edge rusher because he falls to twenty four, and he was a top prospect in the draft this year. I so. love Miles Murphy. I love the kid out of Iowa State, McDonald. I mean, there's some really good talent you can get at the end of this first round. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. All right, Matt, Detroit Lions on the clock. Detroit Lions are on the clock. So I've had them with this pick in the beginning, um, especially after that Jeffrey Okuda trade. I have this even more. I think they're going to go cornerback, and I think they're going to take Devin Witherspoon at that position. Um, listen, you look at that offense. I mean, they've got DeAndre Swift. They've given behind him uh, David Montgomery, I believe it was, um, to compliment him. They've got Jameson Williams. They've got um, – Amon or St. Brown. I don't know why I thought I said Amon or that's what I was blanking out. They have Amon or St. Brown. They have Jamison Williams. They got the double running backs. Um, you know, really, they're just, they've been building that line. They're really just losing the tight end right now that they need, but they're not going to take that at the sixth pick. Um, so I think they're going to bolster the defense, which was the weaker point of the team last year. So give me, give me Devin Winterspoon at cornerback for the Detroit Lions. Nice. Okay. So Detroit, I have the guy that you guys had. Um, uh, going in the previous pick Jalen Carter you know this this is you know another guy who it is just a seasoned vet um coming out of Georgia obviously starred on this defense the Georgia defense last year um in the national championship winning team um this is one of the the sort of glaring issues for Detroit in terms of run stopping ability um, and, and so they get a guy who they can plug in right there, and he is going to do a phenomenal job, you know, plug-and-play type player. Um, and so Detroit gets him at six. Nice. Um, I have them taking Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. The former TA, TA whatever the fuck, the, the cult from uh, College Station. Um, he played at Texas Tech, and usually most Red Raiders – are not defensive prowess. Shout out to my boy Zach McPherson, the special teams ace for the Eagles. Um, yeah, listen, freak edge rusher. I literally wrote my notes three times. Freak, freak, freak. But his tape is underwhelming. Like, I, I see him make a great play one play, and they get double teamed by a tight end and a running back the next, and I'm just like, eh. But either way, listen, he's a sec. The talent's there, and in Detroit – having as many edge rushers as possible to get after the quarterback and get sacks, help Hutchinson and Martin and um, their linebacker's name is killing me right now. Oh, Rodrigo. And those corners and everything else. I love it. They're going to take a corner late in the round for me, but I just love Tyree Wilson, the, the, the Lions here. It's a total Dan Campbell move. Hmm. <clears throat> Had they just not traded Jeff Akuda, I would 100% would agree with a Jalen Carter. Uh, I, th- I think the corner – 
out of Illinois, though, uh, uh, Devin Witherspoon. It's a slam dunk. Uh, they are this team has a ton of ton of expectations coming up. They have two first round draft picks. I think they address uh, getting the best available player person mm-hmm. uh, corner uh, in their first round. They're shoring up the back end. Um, I think they have some guys. Uh, I think parent they have a good pass rush right now i think possibly yeah. adding uh, a defensive lineman in the second pick or a tight end in the second pick would be best but i think devin weatherspoon right now is the best corner in the draft and you can get him at six i think that's a i think it's a slam dog i also agree with this is the best corner in the draft i trust his physicality yeah he, he he's he's big he's physical I, I he fits dan campbell's kind of mo he fits um, he's yeah. peanut tailman with more speed yeah, so I, I think Devin Witherspoon at, at, at say he feels like a Detroit guy. Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. Ooh. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders are actually going to go defense. I don't have them going quarterback at this one. Um, I have them going Christian Gonzalez, quarterback out of Oregon. Um, the Raiders defense has been pretty terrible for the last handful of years, and they just gave $72 million to Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think they addressed quarterback later on in the draft. Um, but this time, I think they, I think they just start bolstering that defense, improve that passing, uh, that passing defense, because um, it's really been lackluster since Mike Mayock and um, John Gruden took over, you know, four or five years ago. Um, so give me the cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, out of Oregon for the Raiders at seven. Yeah, I've got Raiders going here as well. I have them taking Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. You know, I, I think he is easily the best lineman option in this draft. Um, incredibly intelligent kid. Um, and, you know, like you said, Matt, I have him passing on Stroud in my draft. Um, really feel like he's going to keep sliding, man. And uh, they get someone who, who, like a lot of these um, upper-end prospects, is just a, another plug-and-play guy. I mean... Um, can come right into your line and do an excellent job for you. I also have uh, Skronsky going to the Raiders. And my theory was this. Uh, the Raiders are not – Josh McDaniels, he may be a doofus, but he's not He's not a moron. He understands that they are not going to win this division this year. He understands they're not going to make the wild card this year. Jimmy G is a sacrificial lamb and a means to an end because he knows – who is coming out of the draft next year? Drake May, Caleb Williams, Tyler Van Dyke. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out next year. And I only named three out of the five that I can think off the top of my head. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers, another one. Um, yeah. Vegas knows they will not get Stroud. He's not going to be there in my scenario. So they will realize it's not happening. Get a guy to block for the quarterback they pick next year. It's in McDaniels actually starts to get the Raiders on the right track. So I, in in my mock draft is actually where I have Will Levis going. I'm going to seven. Uh, I think it's all a smokescreen. However, though, I do love the Peter Solonsky pick. I mean, he get your left tackle for the next decade plus uh, gear up for, you know, that next year guy, if you know, they ended up not going QB. So I think Peter here, he's a slam dunk too. I mean, I, I personally, I would love to see him go to the bears just because he is a Northwestern Chicago kid. I think that would be like, I think that's where he also wants to go too. But if you're Vegas, you're getting your left tackle of the future. So I'm going to go with you two on the on the Slosky pick. Love it. All right, Matthew. We've got, uh, we're gonna go little, we're gonna tr- I'm going to try not to interrupt you as much as I just did right there. We're going to try to get the times in a little more. I'm going to start the timer actually now. 
Let's get Atlanta okay. on the board. We're at eight. I'll make this one quick. Atlanta, uh, no matter who any of us pick, I think it's going to be a good pick for them. They have so many holes um, on offense and on defense that I think no matter what really position you take for them, it's going to make sense for them. I have them going defense for this one. I think they're going to – this is when Tyree Wilson is going to come off the board for them. I think it's going to supply them with some really good pass rush. Um, something that defense really has not really had since, you know, Dan Quinn hasn't been there. Um, but like I said, they, they got issues with wide receiver. Um, you know, you could make the argument they need a running back. You can make, they have need a lot of defensive help. Um, so I'm just going to have them go edge rusher right here. And I think he's the best one. All right. Mace. Yeah. So Atlanta here, I have them going Joey Porter jr. Corner out of Penn state, uh, very physical prospect. Um, and he is a big kid. Um, I don't have the specs on him here, but, um, you know, sizable guy, um, very physical. And, and as you said, Matt, Atlanta and Chicago and probably Houston too have the most holes of any team in this draft. And so they can really kind of go with anything here and yeah. it's probably going to fill a hole for them. So yeah, I just have them going Porter uh, Jr. here at eight. This is my first shocker pick. Um, every year, an edge rusher that nobody's heard of gets picked way too high. Or in this case, everyone's heard of this guy because he blew up the combine. And according to Peter Schrager, the Falcons love him, which usually Schrager's don't miss. So, Nolan Smith at Georgia. I love Nolan Smith. I think he's going to be a great prospect. The problem is, I watched him get bulldozed by a couple Alabama running backs. I got a little... Uh, the same guys I watched the Kobe Dean stick up in the hole. It's like, I'm like... I wish he was a little more of like a – everyone's saying, oh, he's he's Hassan Reddick. I mean, Hassan Reddick was a freak of nature and also played in a smaller conference. But, I mean, Nolan Smith is, by all terms, is just a smart defensive edge rusher. I just really hope he's more Reddick, less Isaiah Simmons. So, I love Nolan Smith not here, but I do love him. I'm actually going with the Tyree Wilson pick. I think this is a perfect fit for Atlanta. He's big. He can play off the edge. You can put him in a 3-4. Um, I, I think right now he's, he would probably just be like the safest pick to have right now. Um, I think, I think anywhere between eight and 15 is where he's going to go. I think he's not going to be a top five guy. Um, I think he is actually the third best edge rusher in this draft. I think, um, but I think Atlanta would be a really good fit for him. So I'm going to go with that. Nice. Nice. All right. All right, number nine, Chicago Bears. This is where I have Cruz's guy, Peter Scaranzi, coming off the board. Um, the Bears, like Mason was saying, is another team that has a lot of holes. I mean, they've, they've filled out the wide receiver room well this offseason so far. Um, Cole Komet has got some promise to him. They've added Dante Foreman in the running backfield. Um, they need defensive help. They need offensive line help. And I think this is when they address some protection for Justin Fields, who doesn't run for his life on every single down. So give me Skaronsky at nine to Chicago. Nice. Yeah, uh, Chicago going here too. Like you said, man, you know, I mean, this is one of these teams that just has holes all over the field. And so they go Christian Gonzalez here. He's 20 years old. Um, a couple of you guys had him coming off the board earlier than this. But, um, you know, really good prospect, lockdown type of dude. Um, and, and, he, and he's younger than pretty much everyone in this draft. So he, he's going to have that additional year where he can, you know, continue to like grow literally um, mm -hmm. both mentally and sort of like physically. And yeah, I mean, I, I think him Porter jr. And Witherspoon are kind of all there in terms of 
just you know potentially being elite. So mm-hmm. I have uh, Chicago taking him here at nine. Nice, um, David Witherspoon. All I thought of was Peanut Tillman for when I was a kid watching punch <laughs> footballs out. This guy's a little more Sheldon Brown than Peanut Tillman. Shout Reggie Bush. Um, listen. I love the dude. He hits like a motherfucker. He can run. He can cover. He can play different positions. Is he perfect like Christian Gonzalez in coverage? No. But he does everything that I need a cornerback to do. And on a Bears team that needs to make a damn stop, he's right there. I love it. it, it you know what? They'll go get a, a tackle. They might trade back into the first round. There's going to be guys later. This tackle draft, besides Skronsky, everything's kind of spread out. I keep butchering his name. I really don't care. The Polish guy from fucking Northwestern. Um, <laughs> this this tackle draft is so weird how it's one amazing tackle and then they're all like spread out across the first three rounds. The Bears could get a, a Pro Bowl in the second round. They really should go get the best corner in the draft here. Yeah. Um. So I I just don't think he'll be there at that point in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think the Peter Slonsky is like this is the range. Like this is where I have him. Like I have him. At going to Chicago, I think it's. I think it's. They like him. He loves them. He wants. It, it makes sense for him to be here. Uh, yeah. So I'm going. I'm going Peter at at, um, at for the Bears only because not because I don't like the Witherspoon pick. I just think he's just not going to be there. Fair enough. Got you. All right, number ten. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock, or are they? Jared, I need you to cue that trade horn for me. Oh snap. See, I don't know where you're going about this one, but I kind of have a weird feeling. It's not what you think. So I was playing with this for a long time, then I decided, fuck it, it's not going to happen. So the the Philadelphia Eagles are trading back from 10 to 11 with the Tennessee Titans. It does not include Derrick Henry. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have been rumored to be wanting to move on from Ryan Tannehill for a while now. And Ryan Tannehill, I think you got all the magic that you're going to get out of him in Tennessee um, with those handful of years of all those nice little playoff runs. I think the magic is running out, and I think they're going to look to move on to the future, and I don't think it's Malik Willis. Um, I have the Titans at this pick moving up to 10 to take Anthony Richardson. I think this is when the slip falls, and I think the Titans move up and they take Anthony Richardson. And, you know, they, they could roll with – they could keep Tanhill. They could just have him sit behind Tanhill for a few games or the season. Um, but I think this is when they take the quarterback of the future for the Titans. That's not named Malik Willis. Yeah, uh, Jared, man. I need that trade horn again, man. <laughs> okay, so I have the Chargers trading up from 21 to take Bijan Robinson. And that is Ooh. because they will be trading Mr. Austin Eckler oh. to the Eagles. The Eagles oh. are going to go all You tell out. my boy gets to go to Philly? Okay, I like this trade. <laughs> so, so obviously, L.A. is addressing an obvious hole in the fact that they're going to be losing Eckler here. Um, and Philadelphia, you know, adds to that very solid running back room with Eckler, one of the best in, in the league. Um, and yeah, you know, the chargers get the best running back in this draft, um, and kind of help out Herbert in the same way. So big trade there. And that comes with Robinson going to the chargers and Eckler headed the other way to the Eagles. Very nice, man. I, um, 
we can all dream, I would love right? that to happen. I would love for that to happen. I really would. Um, him or D- there was only two running backs that I would take over taking um, like a Bijan or Jameer Gibbs as DH or Eckler because I know what I'm getting, and they play. I don't want Dalvin Cook. I like Dalvin Cook. I like him as a person. I know people who know him. He they say he's the nicest dude, one of the nicest dudes to play. The problem is, I don't trust him to stay healthy or hang on to the football. So the Philadelphia Eagles, after everyone tells Howie to f off when they're trying to trade back because they don't want to get fleeced, they're going to take Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Like I said, Trags don't miss. He nailed the first run that came off the board last year. Didn't the year before? Listen. <clears throat> Eagles and Bijan, I watched this kid run behind the worst offensive line in the Big 12 last year and butcher teams. Imagine what we could do behind Kelsey, Malata, Mylata, Dickerson, and Johnson. Jesus Christ. That's all I got to say. Man, also, this is how he likes physical running backs. This is tough because I love all three of these like options. Um, I gotta go to I gotta go to the Austin Eckler trade. I mean, I, so I have Bijan going 10 in my draft, but I love, I love that Austin Eckler trade. I think that's a fantastic trade. Um, I, it just makes sense only because you have Jalen and he loves throwing to the running backs. And I feel like he, I feel like you would be an, uh, still an upgrade over Miles Sanders. You saw Boston Scott. Um, you can, and, and then you can, add, and you, and if you want, I mean, they're in the later rounds of the running backs. I mean, you can get a guy like Taiji Spears out of Tulane. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, uh, give me, give me the, give me the awesome Eckler trade. I, I think that's an. I would love to see that happen. I love it too, but I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice in back-to-back drafts where the Eagles just go out and get one of my favorite players on my fantasy team, like they did the year, the past <laughs> two years. They do this yeah. every other year with the how he's like, "Ooh, Jared's fantasy. We're going to add AJ Brown. Ooh, Austin Eckler. I'm waiting I, for them to go call the, up John, Ra- like one of the guys, like my sleepers." I think the Eagles know that. Look, this team is loaded. They don't really need a lot. I don't as much as I would love. I don't think you you would need to take Bijan at ten. I just think he's just not going to be there when you pick again. So like, why not go ahead and get him at a That's value pick? And then, but I do love the option of trading back and maybe drafting again in the first round a little bit later. That way, you could possibly get like a JSN or a Jordan Addison to put on that team, uh, mm-hmm. or possibly and then if Gibbs slides to thirty. You know, they're there too. But yeah, I got to go Austin Eckler trade all day. I think I love that idea. Yeah, I like the thing is with Howie, like they don't, everyone's like, oh, they need a slot receiver. It's like, I mean, they ha- they love Quez Watkins. They went and got another one from um at, that kid from Atlanta who had like two TDs. And they may go get a, like a Josh Downs in the second round. The thing is, the Eagles don't have any real holes besides maybe safety. And even then they might see if they could get Branch in the back end of the round. Or they might trade for Buda Baker with that second pick. I don't fucking know. So <laughs> it's, that's just Howie being Howie. So Eagles take the most elite talent on the board. And that's that's B. John Robinson. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. For myself, I got the Eagles on the 11 slot on the clock uh, with that trade back with the Titans. I had them taking B. John Robinson with this pick. So he's going one pick later. Um, Howie's going to be like, listen, you want, I know you're going to take a quarterback. We'll move back one slot. We'll still get the guy that we want. Nobody's going to trade out of that because we own the pick. Um, so this is when I think they address the running back issue. And just take Bijan Robinson, which is not even really like a running back issue. It's just obviously this bolsters him into the number one category for them. But how do you think they get the most electrifying running back in the draft at 11? So I'm assuming this is implying that Derrick Henry's gone. No, because the Titans and the the, the Titans and the Eagles swap picks. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, Tennessee going here. I have them taking Stroud. Um, they have been very open about the fact that they like him the best in terms of, you know, obviously I think everyone kind of knows that Bryce Young is going to go one um, to Carolina. And, you know, I think with that whole test news, the cognitive test news, him scoring so lowly on that, um, you know, he'll slide to this point and Tennessee is going to get desperate. And uh, they take him here at 11. He, he's probably, I think, in terms of when you think about like a pro style, pro ready quarterback, um, I, I think he fits the bill better than Young um, because he's a big kid. The arm talent is there. Um, and, he, and he's played in pressure situations. We saw that in the semifinal against Georgia um, without a couple of his best receivers. Obviously, JSN did not play in that game. And then um, was it Marvin Harrison who got hurt? I'm totally Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. 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 So he didn't even play for the second half, and, and he still managed to tear it up. So um, this probably won't happen in all likelihood. But, um, you know, if he slides to this point, I think everyone should expect Tennessee to take him here at 11 for sure. Very nice. I have him take Will Levis. He's the last He's the last of the big four there. <laughs> They're like the Eagles. They realize the Eagles taking a running back. They're like, oh, okay, we'll chill. Levis is here. And they go from one athletic white quarterback to another, except this one's got a fucking howitzer attached to his shoulder. And, you know, it's – Listen, the Titans can do worse. They've got they've got um tra- Traylon Burks. He's not a terrible receiver. They will probably go get another one later in the draft. And you know what? It's half of their problems last year were the fact that Tannehill could not hit the broad side of a barn, and Will- and Malik Willis might as well change positions. So Will Levis, he can't be any worse. <laughs> <laughs> Man, ah. Uh... That's a t- this is a tough one because Tennessee, I feel like, is one of those teams just like in purgatory right now. I don't feel like they know. I, I think like they had such a wide open window for the last four or five seasons, and now it's completely shut. Uh, you don't know what to do with Malik Willis. Um, I think Anthony Richardson would be a great fit here. I just don't think he'll fall that far. I feel like Tennessee will have to trade up and try and get him. Um, you know, honestly, I think you all lose this pick. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't pick. I can't. I mean, in good faith, I can't pick this. Save us all, big fat F. Uh, yeah, because right here I have Paris Johnson going eleven. I think. Look, this offensive line, Taylor Lewan's gone. Uh, you, you're. I think they're going to try and move on from Derrick Henry. I could see him honestly going to Buffalo at this point in the in a trade. Um, going to going to them. I could see possibly um, another team in the NFC trying to get Derrick Henry. Um, I say you just go safest offensive lineman pick at this point. I think Paris Johnson is a good fit here. Nice. I love it. All right. Moving on to the Texans. What do they do? Do they get their weapon for their quarterback, gents? What are we doing? Uh, They do get their quarterback for my pick of Will Levis. Uh, So at number 12, the Texans are taking the big, bad wide receiver out of, I believe it was TCU, Quentin Johnson is going to be paired up with John Mechie down in Houston with Will Levis. Um, Texans are a team with another big amount of needs. I mean, they just traded away Brandon Cooks. I know John Mechie's health is still, I'm I, I'm assuming he's got cleared to play. He's coming back this year, but um, you're going to add him with John Mechie and with Nico Collins down there. 
Um, and then they got, you know, Damian Pierce, who I think is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. So give me uh, Quentin Johnson going to the Texans. Nice. Big Q sticking with the theme. Yeah, Houston here. I think they go Smith and Jigba. I truly believe he's the best wide receiver in this draft. Um, I, I think he is a surefire hit. Um, you know, we know his ceiling. We saw what he did two years ago in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Um, and, and that's the type of player that the Texans need. Um, Johnston, I, I, you know, I, I love his specs and everything like that. And he was excellent last year, but I just feel like to a certain extent, he may have been a product of that offense and sort of that, um, Lakers 2020 bubble esque run. Um, and, and so we will have to see how good he is in the NFL particularly in a probably mediocre offense wherever he goes. So I have Smith and Jigba going uh, to Houston here at 12. There you go. I have JSN as well. I think reuniting him with CJ Stroud in my draft makes more than enough sense. You already have two big receivers on the outside. Go get a little shifty guy in the – a bigger shift – a decent-sized shifty guy in the middle who knows his receiver. Get him that safety blanket – especially as they try to build a roster for the future. It's a home run hit. I feel like they're leaning defense until they realize that Tennessee or Philly is not taking JSN. And they're like, oh, my God, we're taking him. Yeah, uh, I, I have JSN going here. I think it's a no-brainer. I have CJ Stroud going too, so I think pairing him up with his, high, with his college teammate, that would just be deadly. Mechie coming back. Pierce is good. Um, I, I feel like this culture is getting ready to completely change. Um, I think JSN with CJ Stroud would be great for both of their careers, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. All righty. Let's get it going. Uh, Matthew. Is this, right. the, is this the Green Bay Packers at at 13? This is. This is the Green Bay Packers, as we all know, swap first-round picks in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Uh, so the Packers at number 13 are going to do what they did not do for Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to draft a wide receiver round one. They're going to go Jackson Smith and Jigbo with this pick. They're going to add him up with Christian Watson, with Romeo Dobbs. Um, they've got um, Aaron Jones in the backfield. It's going to be – and they still got um, – I believe they still have – the tight end that I am blanking on his name for whatever the reason to Robert Tunyon. Um, so I think they got it. They got a good offense right now. And I think adding Jackson Smith and Jigma is just going to just adding weapons to um, Jordan loves just weaponry at that position. I think, you know, him being his first year starting, I think they just want to give him as many weapons to throw to as possible. So give me JSN at 13. Love it. Uh, So, yeah, obviously Green Bay now has this pick through the Rodgers trade. I have them going Quentin Johnston here, um, a pick later than Matt. Um, You know, it's it's always good to have a bigger sized receiver. In this case, you know, this is kind of what they need. I mean, they already have, um, you know, Christian Watson. um, And I'm blanking on their other receiver. Dobbs. Dobbs, yes. So so this could be nice, you know, and, and give someone like Jordan Love, you know, someone who he can just kind of throw it up there and Quentin Johnson can just go up and get a 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this pick makes a lot of sense. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'm going to agree with the kid, the kid shooting the rap album with sitting way back on the couch. <laughs> um, I actually, though, will – 
double back and agree with my co co sort of. I haven't seen Jordan Addison here. At um, I feel like you either it's a coin flip who you like better, Zay Flowers and his ball adjustment and the ability and his shiftiness, or you like Jordan Addison just being a after he, even he's leaving guy with great hands and good route running and strength. I think they take Addison here. I think he's the perfect complement to Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Um, it just so much sense. Just get, like Matt said, just get Jordan Jordan weapons, and he might actually be a decent quarterback. I watched him live. Dude was moving the ball. I'm not, I, 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 you know what? Yeah, I stand by it. Ooh, uh, yeah. Look, I, I, I think right now with what they need, I think they have glaring holes that they that they need to fill. I, I like. I have I have them taking Dalton Kincaid out of Utah at thirteen. Uh, I think I I don't think Robert Tunyon is an answer. I think you get a guy who can work in the pass game and and uh, and run game. Um, but I, I I will say I I think y'all can y'all had can miss picks with those uh, just because you are getting Jordan Love some much needed help. Fair enough. All righty, we're now into Mason's area. All right. Matt, who are the rival New England Patriots taking at 14? Uh, Billy B is going to look on that draft board and see that you've got Quentin Johnson and Jackson Smith are both gone. He's going to look at everything and be like, I've got I've got Juju Smith-Schuster and I've got Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne. What else do I need? He's going to go offensive line here like he loves to do in the first round with his little offensive line picks. I think he's going to go Paris Johnson with this one offer some protection to Mac Jones. I don't think there's anything wrong with Mac Jones. Like we were saying before, I think, you know, we we can't forget that rookie season he had, and he was obviously set up for failure with having defensive coaches for his offensive uh, areas. Uh, But I think they're going to supply him with some more protection and take Paris Johnson, best offensive lineman available. Ah, nice. Okay. So I have a trade here. Shocker. New England trading back. Um, Freaking horns. So I have Detroit trading up from 18 uh, to take Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Um, This is one of their needs. You know, obviously they traded TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota right before the deadline last year. This offense is really coming together. Um, Detroit has come a long way um, in a very short period of time. And this is just going to give Goff another weapon. Um you know, the, Meyer is is one of the best tight end, I think, prospects we've seen in a while. Um, and was, you know, he, he definitely shined in a pretty average um, Notre Dame offense last year. And I think this is exact. you know, the Patriots just want to see how far they can get down in every single tr- uh, draft. So I think they trade down and go from 14 to 18, and Detroit moves up and takes Meyer. There you go. Um, I have the Pats sticking and taking a local kid, Zay, at least we're at the college, Zay Flowers. Shifty, under so, somewhat undersized, is knows the Boston area. This is Bill's dream. And you know what? I think I think Bill may be like, all right, you know what? If, fuck it, if Mac doesn't work, at least we'll give him wet. It won't be my fault. So... Zay Flowers to me makes sense here. I just, well, Addison's off the board. Q, it's too early to draft Q. It's too early to draft Josh Downs with Jalen Hyatt. I think it's Zay Flowers just right for the Patriots. He also just kind of looks like a Patriot receiver to me. Sort of. 
So here is where I have Nolan Smith coming off the board. Uh, I think they they desperately need some help off the edge. Uh, I agree, though. They also still need uh, some wide receiver help. I, I, I think I think you're, you're right, Jared. It's too early to take these kids off the board. I think it's even too early to take Zay Flowers off the board. Um, I think there's some good value in the second round um, with a guy like Josh Downs or um, or Adele out of um, out of Houston. Um, you got Hyatt in the second round as well. Um, I like the Detroit trade because that's a, that's actually who I have Detroit taking. I have him taking Michael Meyer um, out of Notre Dame. I have him going to 18, but I have no problem with going to get your guy, uh, especially in that because you have the Jets sitting there at 15, and we all know Aaron Rodgers loves the throws to his tight ends, and I think Michael Meyer would actually be a great fit in, in, uh, in New York. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Michael Meyer pick. All but right. I think Nolan, right. Nolan Smith just screams New England Patriots to me. All right. Finally, the New York Jets are on the board. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So the Jets are on the board, and I think they do at 15 what they were going to do originally at 13, which was just take offensive line. Um, you've got Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton are your two best tackles right now, and neither of them have proven they could be healthy. Um, so I think for insurance purposes, they're going to take an offensive tackle off the board right now, and the best one available, in my opinion, is Broderick Jones out of uh, Georgia. Um, I think they align him up on opposite side of wherever Mekhi Becton's going to line, if he's the left or the right. Um, but I think they do, like I said, what they were going to do at 13 this whole time and take offensive line. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I completely agree, Matt. Um, the line can definitely use some help here. So I've got Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State going to New York right here. Um, I think he's this, the second best tackle in this uh, draft class in terms of uh, guys who are going to be on the line. Um, and, you know, this is a clear hole for them, like you said, man. Uh, Becton has not lived up to the expectations. And so maybe, you know, they try again here with a guy like Johnson and, you know, he pans out. Maybe he doesn't. But at least you got the, you know, now with the Rodgers trade, the, the all the other pieces. Oh, uh, yeah. Give me PJJ. I agree with Mason. Get the best tackle available. If Becton works, fuck it. Move him to guard. Shit, it doesn't matter. Just like, just keep putting pieces in front of Aaron. Keep that old man upright. And so that they can keep running the ball. Yeah, I have him. Uh, I have the Jets taking Broderick Jones out of Georgia here. Uh, I think, yeah, you got to solidify the tackle. So I think as long as they take offensive line here, I think they weapons wise, they have some good, uh, they have some pieces. Uh, I, I know they can get some more value, but I think you do take the best offensive tackle. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with all those picks. There you go. All right. At 16, the commanders are on the clock. I have them going defense right here. Um, uh, they, I think, in my opinion, they need a lot of help with like the defensive acquisition. This is when I have Joey Porter Jr. coming off my ward. Um, so plain and simple, Commanders just need help on a lot of areas of this team, and cornerback is a big one. And I, I'm going to have them take Joey Porter Jr. here. I don't remember the last time they had a, a solid shutdown corner in recent years. Um, so give me, give me JPJ. Probably been Josh Norman for a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I've got him going defense to corner as well, Matt. Um, I've got him taking Devin Witherspoon, who who also a lot of people really feel like when you look at all of these prospects and you take away the sort of positional um, kind of 
outlook on a lot of these guys, people feel like Witherspoon is a top five prospect, um, period. And so Washington goes and gets a guy who can shut down the other team's best receiver. Um, I mean, they're, they're a team who I think could easily be picking in the top five next year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, expect for them to, to go look at a guy like Caleb Williams, Drake May, like you guys were saying, because I don't really feel like Sam Howell is going to be your quarterback of the future. So they, they go and get a guy who um, can, you know, shut down the other team's best receiver for years to come with Weatherspoon here at 16. Nice. I got a trade. I agree with Matt. I think Joey Porter Jr. is coming off the board here, just not to the commanders. I have them trading back, and the Lions moving up to hop the Steelers to go get Joey Porter Jr. Because there has been a lot of talk about the Steelers bringing the, the old man's kid in to co- to play for him. I've seen all the interviews, and it's getting, looking a little cheeky, and the Steelers like being cheeky in the draft. So... The Lions get antsy. They proved last year with this new management and Dan Campbell running the show. They like getting aggressive in the draft, and they're going to move up, hop the Steelers, go get Joey Porter Jr. It makes a lot of sense. I think the, the commanders can see they can get the guy they want if they trade back. So what's the point? Because I have them taking a tight end. Just wait. Hmm. Steelers are taking a tight end. They got Fryer move. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um... This is where I have Christian Gonzalez from Oregon going. So I love uh, – I, so I'm going the Joey Porter pick. I think that's a fantastic pick. I think Ron Rivera needs a big physical corner in his defense. Um, I don't think they have a, a lot they can do here. Defensive line, they're already set, so they don't need a guy like uh, – they don't need like a guy like Kalaja Kansi or uh, Maisie Smith out of out of uh, Michigan. I, I think right now they take the best corner on the board, which I think Christian Gonzalez is, uh, is the corner too. You guys are going to laugh at this one. Um, I completely forgot to put Christian Gonzalez in my mock draft because this is around the time where my head started. This is around, You can see exactly around the time where my handwriting gets worse is when my migraine started kicking in. And I completely forgot Christian Gonzalez existed. And fuck it. Fuck it. Lions taking Christian Gonzalez. Fuck the Joey Porter shit. <laughs> All right. At uh, 17. I'm going to need that trade horn because the Pittsburgh Steelers have just traded back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that didn't work. (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles have moved up from their pick 30 up to 17 with the Steelers. um, And the Eagles are going to take on my board. I have Nolan Smith falling down to 17. And this is when I think the Eagles move up to take an edge rusher. um, And just to prove a little bit of that pass rush with that defense. Um, So plain and simple. Eagles move up from 30 to 17. Pittsburgh moves back to 30, and the Eagles take Nolan Smith. Stop making them good. <laughs> Matt, you're making Cruz cry. God. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Steelers here. This is another team um, similarly to the Jets. Similar to the Jets and the fact that they do need to shore up that line um, pretty quickly. So they go with the next best available uh, tackle here with Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Um, I I think he's a little bit better than Anton Harrison out of OU uh, right down the street here. And, um, you know, they they shore up a very clear-cut problem. um, And and at the same time, uh, you know, raise the stock on Najee Harris, raise the stock on... Um, 
God, Kenny Pickett. Um, so yeah, Broderick Jones from Georgia right here to Pittsburgh at 17. Nice. All right. Um, at 17, Pittsburgh now because Jared realized Christian Gonzalez exists as a human. They will get Joey Porter <laughs> Jr. This is why you never do mock drafts with the migraine kids. No. <laughs> uh, this is where I also have Joey Porter Jr. going to. I think this is awesome. Not only is this a good fit uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I also think it's kind of a little bit of, you know, why not go get one of the greatest linebackers, son, who already is built, built in the Steeler way. Um, I, doesn't Joey uh, Porter like still coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is he on the coaching staff? Ooh. I think he's some think kind he, of assistant to the coach of the regional manager or something similar okay. to that. Well, it's still, I mean, he's he's a Pittsburgh kid, full and full. They'll embrace this kid. He, he grew up uh, bleeding black and uh, black and yellow. I think Joey Porter is a is a huge thing. I think it would be. Um, I, I can't see him falling any further than this. I think cornerback three is gone. Um, yeah, so I think. Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. All right. Um, Matthew, the Detroit Lions, or at least my case, the Washington Commanders on the clock. The Detroit Lions, I believe, are going to uh, keep their pick here. And I think they go defensive tackle. I think this is when Kalijah Kansi comes off the board in my mock. Um, I think they're just going to bolster that defensive uh, that defensive pass rush. Like I was saying before, they have a lot of a lot of needs on defense, and I think that was their weakest uh, position overall last year was on their defensive side of the football. So I have them taking uh, Cansey at eighteen. Nice. So yeah, this is a part of that trade that I had earlier involving Detroit and New England. New England moves down here, and I think they go Zay Flowers. Obviously, in mine, Addison is still on the board. Um, but I think you made a good point, Jared, in the fact that uh, while Flowers is from Miami originally, um, played at BC, knows the area, um, you know, and I think is a sleeper to, to maybe be one of the better sort of receivers in this in this class uh, when we look back at it um, in future years. So, um, you know, hometown kid, everyone sort of likes that story. So. I have flowers going to my Patriots here at 18. Nice. All right. At 18, I have the Lions who have traded to the commies. The commies take uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I love freak show tight ends who make crazy catches. I don't want you to run a ridiculous 40. I don't fucking care. Unless you're Kyle Pitts, I don't give a shit what your 40 is. So, um... I like you mossing two defenders in the Pac-12 championship game and then going up the next play and laying a block. Okay? They need her tight end. This Logan Thomas experiment has to stop. The poor guy's knees are switches. <laughs> All right? It has to let the poor guy retire. I know Dan Snyder has, like, a picture, uh, has, like, his family hostage somewhere. You keep playing tight end until you're good at it. Nah, it's over. Let, it, let the poor bastard retire and go coach at VT. Um, yeah, just, no. yeah, just get Dalton Kincaid in here. So, so, uh, the Eagles have somebody else that can deck over the middle. <laughs> uh, well, 18 is, like I said, uh, is where I have Michael, uh, Michael Mayer going. Um, I think too, uh, if, you know, Kincaid's still on the board, I think for Washington, that would be, uh, that'd be a great fit. Uh, I actually, I see no problem with any of these three picks. I think they all kind of fit in well with what they do. I think I, I love, uh, Kalaja Kansi. In fact, like I, I hope he actually selfishly is one of the guys who slides in the draft for me. Uh, but yeah, he is. Um, 
I think he's can't miss. He he's getting compared to Aaron Donald. Um, I know for a fact that the Saints are really connected to him. Uh, they've been doing their due diligence, so I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the Saints actually trade up around here to go get him uh, from from things I'm hearing. So uh, a A's for all those picks right there. There you go. All right, at 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock. Um, I think this is where they go offensive line to provide some protection for Baker Mayfield. Um, I have them taking offensive tackle at Darnell Wright um, just to supply um, Baker Mayfield some added protection. Um, I think either way, this is really kind of a throwaway year for Tampa. I think they got their Super Bowl a couple years ago. I think it's going to take some some rebuilding time. I love Todd Bowles. I just don't think he's the uh, very good head coach. I think he's a great, fantastic defense coordinator. Um, so I think this is just some time that's going to be bought until they kind of get a new regime going. But I think for right now, they take offensive tackle at 19 and help protect Baker Mayfield a little more. There you go. Love it. All right, Bucks at 19 here. I've got them taking Anton Harrison out of OU. This guy uh, was a three-year starter for us, and he played three different positions on the line, most recently left tackle. And and uh, don't quote me on this, but I think like you know, in terms of like the PFF sort of metric, um, I I don't think he was responsible for a single sack last year. Um, so, so he is fully capable of providing the protection that they're going to need to, you know, do whatever they're going to do in Tampa. I don't know how their outlook is going to be this year. Um, probably not great, but, um, you know, I think he's the best available at this point, um, in terms of linemen, O linemen, and, uh, they address a need with that kind of aging O line outside of Werfs. So, uh, give me Anton Harrison here at 19. Very nice. All right, then. Um, I have the Bucks taking Hinden Hooker out of out of uh, wow. wow. So here's the at kicker. 19, dog. He's been flying. Okay, I don't know if you guys have been checking draft boards the last couple of days. Um, I noticed this too. I was like, I looked at 16 draft boards during my lunch break today. My boss goes, "Why do you have five screens up?" I'm like. Because this is not an exact science. And Hinden Hooker, I saw as high as 12 to fucking t- Tennessee or 11. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But I thought of what's a team who has a one-year stopgap for a quarterback who might keep them semi-relevant, and this gives them time to kind of reassess, get rid of old draft picks, trade guys, and have a quarterback of the future next year who's mature and ready to rock and roll off the rip. I was like, oh, Hinden Hooker. Got it. So, yeah, this is my soccer pick. I feel like this just – it's a Tampa Bay kind of move. And uh, they kind of don't want to be terrible for 20 years again. So, they say, fuck it. Let's try it on the kid who actually has his shit together. That's shocking. Um, yeah, okay. I can't – I'm sorry. Hinden Hooker's not going in the first round. He's not. Um, I, five bucks on a cruise. He's not going first round. Um, All right, shake on it. I, I virtual shake, hundred percent. He's not going. For, he's not going first round. Um, he, I could see him going in the top ten of the second round, but he's not going first round. Uh, there's way too much talent left on this board. Uh, I got this is where I have Brian Branch going out of the safety out of Alabama. They they need some help in the back end. They they lost some free agency. This is a wash year. Um, don't be surprised if you see a guy like Mike Evans get traded uh, this weekend. Um, 
I, Chris I, Godwin it, too, I think is in yeah. that territory. As yeah. Well I mean, to, they lost. Yeah. Fournette's not there anymore. Um, it just, this seems, this just seems like, Hey, like let's just take the best available player here. Um, Brian branch is the, I think the best safety in the draft and they desperately need someone at safety, especially playing against guys, uh, like those explosive offenses coming like Derek Carr and Bryce young. Um, yeah. So Brian branch, uh, for Alabama, uh, I think is, is a good fit here, but if, but I will say if they are going to assure up the offensive line, then, um, I, I wouldn't be mad at that move either. There are some still decent offensive line and hooker is ridiculous. Jared, come on. <laughs> That's a ridiculous. I mean, he, he is 26, Jared. So I, I I would hope he has his life together. I think him and Baker Mayfield are the same age. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's a brand Baker new Mayfield, to find Baker out. Mayfield's older than me. Hold on, how old is Baker Mayfield? Hold on. No, I I mean Mayfield's probably 30. I mean, no, he's yeah, not. Mayfield he was, Baker Mayfield's 28. So Hinton Hooker is yeah. two years younger than Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's I didn't, birthday is literally like a month before. So, mine or something. so I want you to think about that, Jared. You you are. <laughs> risking a guy who has two torn ACLs and who is 26 years old, who's two years younger than Baker Mayfield, who's been in the league since 2018 with a, with a team that has no, you know, future in sight. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's by far the worst pick of the draft so far. <laughs> Happy to help. Like that's an F I'm sorry. Like if I like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to like Todd McShay you. Well, at number 20, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock, but before the pick is made, they are going to make a trade and they're going to move back from 20 to 25 with the Giants. The Giants are going to move up and they're going to address the wide receiver issue. And they're going to take, in my opinion, uh, Jordan Addison. Um, They are going to add him to that list with Sterling Shepard, with Wandale Robinson, with Darius Slayton. Um, Obviously not an impressive wide receiver room. Um, you can't rely on health-wise for Shepard or Slayton, and Wandale Robinson was hurt last year as well. So I think they add some room to that uh, wide receiver field, give him some more weapons to use. They has Darren Waller. So I think this is when they try and make a run deeper in the playoffs, and they give him another weapon in Addison. Nice. Okay. Okay, so here I just – yeah, I mean, Seattle – um, I think they go Antonio Harrison. Uh, he's a safety out of Texas A&M. Four-year starter, great player, um, was one of the real enforcers on that A&M defense. Um, I, I know there was not much to speak of other than the number one overall recruiting class trophy that they hold so highly in College Station. <laughs> um, but I think this is a good pick for Seattle. Pete Carroll loves, you know, kind of taking later round defensive guys. You know, we saw it with, um, God, now, oh, um, the kid out of UTSA who finished second to to Gardner, um, a total steal in last year's draft. And I, I think he might replicate it again with Antonio Harrison here at 20. Nice. Um, I have. Talk about Woolen. Yes, Tyree. Yeah, Speed, I could not sir. remember his name at. Yes, I Tyree, have, sir. I have the Seahawks taking um, Miles Murphy out of um, Clemson. Uh, here's why. They got Jalen Carter in the first round. They got Miles Murphy at the end of the first round. They are trying to stack that D-line to bring back the days of the Legion of Boom because they realize, hey, we have good corners. Let's add some edge rushing to it. They had like, what, eight sacks in the final five games? It was brutal. 
So yeah, give me uh give me the Bucks taking uh Murphy here. I, I was doing a coin flip between him and Van Ness, and I love Murphy's tape so much more. Hmm. Uh this is tough because I, I, I like I like the I like the trade up because I actually have uh I think I, I do have uh, New York taking a wide receiver. I have them taking um, Zay Flowers. I think that's where Zay Flowers falls at 25. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if they traded up to 20 to get him. I have them taking Osiris Torrance here. I figure you assure the defensive line. Uh, let's bolster up guard play for Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker. Um, I don't hate the edge, the edge pick as well. Um, yeah, I, I think – yeah, I got I to go, I gotta go uh, Jordan Addison here. I think that's a good. I think that's a good, uh, good pick, a good trade up, and especially helping out Danny Dimes. There you go. All right then. So can we also also talk about the fact the Bucks may have a second pick because I have a weird feeling they're going to try to move uh, Devin White. Like I have a weird suspicion they're going to try to move him on draft night. You can probably get a first for Devin White. Oh, I guarantee. And I have a weird feeling that a certain team in Philadelphia might try to do that because they have no linebackers besides. Um, my boy, Kobe Dean. That'd that would be, be that would be, I I would cry. That'd be a Howie move right there. Even though, don't you like cry. shit on um, Devin Wade all the time, Cruz? No, he's just a dirty player. Yeah, well, he fit in perfectly for that. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. not wrong. Chargers on the clock. Matt, go. All right, so this is when I have my first tight end coming off the board. I have Dalton Kincaid coming off the board to the Chargers at 21. They've got Mike Williams. They've got Keenan Allen. They've got Josh Palmer. Um, currently, Austin Eckler, we'll see if they can amend that. Um, the only thing they've really been missing is a tight end for Justin Herbert. So give them as many weapons as you can. Um, defense will come back a little healthier this year. Um, so this is where I have the best tight end, in my opinion, coming off the board at 21, Dalton Kincaid to the Chargers. Did they re-sign Keenan Allen? I thought he, I thought they thought he'd let him walk. No, I'll look that one up for you. I think he tackled him. I thought – like half of me thinks they let him walk because I haven't taken a receiver here too, but I'm like – I thought I thought he's no longer on the mm-hmm. team. I could be wrong though. I thought I thought there because there was like a, there was like a story about uh, Keenan Allen going to Dallas. That's just Dallas uh, now. Looking at up. So if he's still in the right roster, now, and yeah, because I he maybe a draft day trade too. We don't know. Well, I just think it's saying everywhere online that he's a uh, he's a Charger still. Okay, well maybe he still is. Uh, I I don't know why I, I thought he was going to be like a, a cut like a cap okay. casualty. So I don't know. All right, um, Mace. So yeah, this is um, that back half of that Chargers Philly Eckler trade that I had. So I have Philadelphia selecting here, and I have them taking Miles Murphy. I love um, this. Is the other much. need that they have in this draft is D lineman. So they go with. Um, I mean, I I think out of probably, let's see who else I have on this board. I mean, out of Jalen Carter, outside of Jalen Carter, I mean he's probably the best prospect on the the D line kind of side. Um, excluding edge rushers. So I think they they address that need. And a guy who, I mean, could very well go in the top 10. Um, and, and they get him here at 21. So this is a total steal if this were to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'm not complaining, unfortunately. I had Murphy going to pick before. Um, I have the Chargers taking another big, fast receiver from a Cinderella story school. 
if you guys remember back to 2017 when the Chargers took a certain Mr. Mike Williams uh, <laughs> after that Deshaun Watson uh, Clemson team. Shut up. I insert TCU's Quentin Johnson, who I called A.J. Brown with dreads in the 6'4". A little less footwork, though. But I like Quentin Johnson. I love if he's not the number one, this kid is going to develop so fast. So I love Johnson here to the Chargers. Give Herbert another big guy who can get moving. Uh, I have the Chargers taking Deontay Banks here out of Maryland. They, I, I think they need more help in the corner than they do uh, wide receiver. I think Mike Williams, uh, and, and they have they they have talent. I think um, you know if if Justin Herbert is really that dude, he can work with what he has and they can address wide receiver in the second round. But I think right now they need more help on the defensive side of things. And I think right now uh, Deontay Banks is the best player uh, they should take right now. But I do like the Miles Murphy's one. I, I like Miles Murphy to me is like, I think he's going to be the one guy everyone overthinks. And we're looking at him in a couple years and we're like, how do we miss this? I had us trading up for him out of thir- out of uh, thirty if he got past Seattle. Mm. That was like my so, other scenario, but like I the thing with Devonte De- Devonte Banks, I like him as a corner. His tape's great, but you also have like three or four guys who are second day day two guys like uh, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, the cat of uh, I think it's Turner out of Michigan. They're both good corners. They're both very comparable to Banks. Banks just popped off because he had a ridiculous four, um, combine. His tape okay at best. It is, but here's the thing with these teams is that corners, whenever they have, and you know this, Jared, whenever they have a ridiculous combine, they are going to overreach. Now, me personally, I think uh, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State's better. That's the other one. I, I think he's better, but I think Deontay Banks here, I, I, I just, he just, he feels like an LA guy in, in the way that they have it. So um, I think only because he had a really good pro day and he had a really good combine, he's going to go further uh, than Forbes should. There you go. All righty. Number 22, the Baltimore Ravens are on the board. Yeah, so uh, really quickly, I'm looking at Keenan Allen's contract. So he's still a Charger. Um, he's got this year and next year with the Chargers. He's going to be an un- unrestricted free agent in 2025. But as far as everything is concerned, he is going to be a Charger at this moment this year. Okay. Um, 22, the Baltimore Ravens are going to finally take a wide receiver again. They're going to go Zay Flowers, in my opinion, add him with Rashad Bateman, with, with um, Odell Beckham, and with uh, DuVernay. And this is just obviously going to be a, a, a Lamar-pleasing uh, draft pick right now. Just give him more weapons, keep him happy, give him people to throw to so he doesn't have to run every play. Uh, so plain and simple, I got the Ravens going offense right here, and I think they're going to take Zay Flowers and hope they hit on a, on this drafted receiver. Yeah, man. Uh, same thing here. I mean, this has been the case for years now. Um, they they need a wide receiver. Uh, so I have them taking Jordan, Jordan Addison here. Um, we all saw what he did two years ago at Pitt, and then we saw him with um, Caleb Williams at USC last year. Just absolutely tear it up. Um, and so I feel like this would be great for Lamar. Um, you know, they got Odell to pair – Addison with you know they have Mark Andrews so hopefully this kind of maybe incentivizes Lamar to stick around um but I mean I I feel like if you're Baltimore if you're the front office like you have to take a receiver here because Lamar is you know Odell was a nice little 
you know, addition or whatever for like a year. But you have to go get someone who's actually feasibly like going to be with the team for several years, right? So they have to go wide receiver right here. I'd be shocked if it's any other position than wide receiver. So I was flipping between them trading for a receiver and them drafting a receiver, and then I just said, fuck it, it's a mock draft. (laughs) The Baltimore Ravens have traded this pick to the Arizona Cardinals for a second rounder and DeAndre Hopkins. Because fuck it, that's why. And also because I think D Hop to the the Ravens makes way too much fucking sense. Um, this will shut M- M- Lamar up in the Ravens' eyes. I think Lamar has a valid point for why he's pissed, but in the Ravens' mind, this will shut Lamar up for at least one season. You know, have the best retirement home receiving core in the league. I'm just kidding. But OBJ, Hop, and then you also have his boy Rashad Bateman, and you have. M- it's a good offense. There's running game. It works. I think this makes so much sense for them. I originally had to think Broderick Jones, but I'm like, listen, let's think big brain here. They're gonna go. Tr- they're gonna pull a Eagles and go get a, a number one for uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jackson. I think Hop and Jackson be a great combination because I think Hop can bail out Lamar with some of his uh, on the run throwing issues. Ooh. So I, I have the wide receiver. I have a, the Ravens taking a wide receiver. This is actually where I have Jordan Addison coming off the board. But I, I think if you can trade up with the Arizona Cardinals and you can get a guy like D Hop, because like the th- the thing about D Hop is is that he we know what he can do. We know his ceiling. But like, how is it? Is he past that though? Because Jerry, we gotta realize he's not he's not that young anymore. But his his game is kind of like Keenan Allen's, where he's not gonna beat you on his forty. He's physical. He can attack the ball. He's, you know what he is? He's an athletic Dwayne Bow. That's what he is. Without the hands problem, he's the opposite. <laughs> See, um, the th- the thing about Lamar's game though is that he is built to run around the pocket, and having a guy who I think is a little bit more athletic and agile in Jordan Addison would be a better fit. Uh, only and plus, on the bench, he'll be cheaper. Uh, you you'll have the fifth year option with him. You won't have to resign to a contract. Mm-hmm. I think a first round's too much to give up for D Hop. I like the idea if you can get D Hop for a second, maybe even a third. Um, I would do it, but I, I think right now you go younger wide receiver. So if you can get Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers here, I think that's a slam dunk. See, the problem is I have both of them off my board already. So like the next one on my board was Jalen Hyatt. And that's way too, it is way too high to take Jalen Hyatt is going to be that guy who got rich off of having one good game against Alabama. So basically he's Jalen Rager. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't think he'll be Jalen Rager. I think I, I like him more than Jonathan Mango. I think Jonathan Mango is way overhyped, but that's he's going to be our Sega Whiteside for you. Hey, <laughs> listen, I, I that's a that's a rough time. Yeah. Uh, no, but I had them taking Hyatt, and then I switched up to Broderick Jones. I'm like, no, think big brain here. I had the Cardinals taking Broderick Jones. By the way, that was the pick. Get mm. Kyler some fucking blocking. I don't I don't hate that. All right, we are at 23. Vikings are on the clock. Uh, they lost Alvin Tomlinson, and defense was atrocious for them last year. So I think they stick with defense, and they go best defensive tackle available. And I got Brian Breezy coming off the board with this one at for the Vikings at 23. Um, like I said, they lost Alvin Tomlinson. Um, just defense as a whole was just not there for them last year. And they had such a talented offensive team, and Kirk Cousins was actually playing pretty well for them last year. And it's just the fact mm-hmm. that the defense just could not keep them in the game. Uh, so I think they address that with this pick and go Brian Breesey at 23. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so like you said, Matt, um, the defense, man, I mean, it was like unbelievably bad. 
I can't remember what statistic I saw, but it was just like I was one week I was thinking about picking them up for fantasy. Um, <laughs> I need to go find that stat again. I, I I think it was maybe like a minimum points allowed, or you know what it was? It was it was that they had given up the most passing yards. Um, you know, out of anyone in the league, and it was by like a an, an incredible margin. Um, share it was so, like your second show with us. You shared this. Yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, it was, it was I remember shocking. the stat. It was, I remember it was the stats. I was like, like blown away. Like yes, it was it was unbelievable. So I have them taking Cam Smith here. Um, you know, I still have Keely Ringo on my board. Um, he could also suffice in this spot. Um. But this is just another sort of pro-ready guy out of South Carolina. Um, and, and this is probably their biggest need is corner. So either of those two guys could work in this spot. I have Smith going to them here. But, um, I mean, pretty much anywhere on their defense, they could they could take anyone at this spot, and it would probably be an upgrade. So I hope pretty much the entire draft, all they do is take defensive players because that's really what they need. So I have them taking Cam Smith as well, just four picks later, because I just love hitting this horn. That's why um, the Dallas Cowboys make a trade with the Minnesota Vikings and select Michael Mayer tight end out of Notre Dame. Mm. I just, you know, replace Dalton Schultz. Let's do this. Man, Minnesota here is, is is tough because they have the pieces to 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 win this division again. But I, how much do we trust Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen? I, I know like he's teetering towards the end of his career and losing, but I think losing him in the locker room is going to be big. I don't think the locker room has faith uh, faith in Kirk Cousins. You don't know what you're going to do with Dalvin Cook. Um, I I have him taking the best uh, available player right here. Um, I think I wouldn't be actually surprised if they traded this pick as well. I have him taking Quentin Johnson out of uh, TCU uh, to pair up with Justin Jefferson on the side. You have TJ Hawkinson. Um, I like Addison at running back. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, and and I think right now we don't know what this division's gonna be. We assume that we know Chicago is rebuilding. You know they're probably a couple years away unless they hit lightning in a bottle. Um, Detroit, I got to see it to believe it. And then, you know, with Minnesota and Green Bay, like, hey, like, it's kind of up to y'all. Like, I feel like you can win this division by only winning nine or ten games. So I, I think if with Kirk right now, I think he is probably the best quarterback in this division, would you say? I, I'd take Goff over him, but. Would you? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I would. I would take, I'd take Goff because I'd trust Goff more when the lights are brighter. So. Right now, I, I, I think give, give Kirk one more weapon, especially to pair with Justin Jefferson, who, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in NFL right now. Uh, pair with him. All right. Um, Jags on the clock, Mr. Matt. Uh, the Jaguars on this clock, on 24, I've got them going offensive line to help protect um, Trevor Lawrence a little more. I've got them going Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Um I think they just just more protection. I mean, like they've got a lot of offensive talent right now. They got Christian Kirk, Dave Flowers. They're going to get Calvin Ridley. Um, they brought back Evan Ingram. They've got um, uh, the Clemson running back that I can't think of, Etienne. Um, 
And defense looked pretty good last year for the most part. Um, but I think they're gonna just supl- I think they're gonna just look at Trevor Lawrence back. You are our pride and joy. You brought us to playoffs when we weren't expected to do that this past season. Let's protect you at all costs. Uh, so I got Anton Harrison going to them at 24. All right. But yeah, Jack's here. Um, I've actually got him going Darnell Washington, big O out of UGA here. Um yeah, I feel like they could they could definitely, you know, use I, you know, I mean they they do have Christian Kirk. They obviously have um what's his face coming off suspension, but um Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, I I just feel like adding to that offense, man. Um adding to the weapons could just be very beneficial for for Lawrence and um you know, adding a big guy on the outside who particularly can can block very well for a guy like Lawrence to run or like you said, Matt, ETN to get out and run um, could be very helpful to this, you know, very young offense who we, we kind of really don't know that much about, um, to be quite frank. So. I, I think that's a really good point. I I think I think they finally realize that Etienne is not a slot receiver like Urban Meyer tried to draft him to be. I think they know that he is a three down back. All right, Jared. All right. Um, with that case, that was my whole point too. Is that they re- Doug Peterson goes all right? Let's get these guys some freaking help up front. I haven't taken Broderick Jones out of Oklahoma here. Um, the fact Georgia. he fell this far on my list is hysterical. The second, oh wait, no. Georgia. No. No. You just, said, you just said Roderick Jones. Yeah, no. I meant other one. Who's the other? Who's the Anton other Harrison. Anton Harrison. I'm taking Harrison as well because the same reason I just – I flipped Oklahoma tackles because I was – I really fucking wrote Roger. Oh, my God. Guys, just get me <laughs> off the fucking microphone. Migraines and mock drafts don't work. Mm. Uh, so normally I would have completely agree with you guys here getting Trevor Lawrence some help. But I think right now the Jacksonville Jaguars get the seal of the drafts. Uh, Miles Murphy, uh, 24 to Jacksonville to bolter up with the pair with Josh Allen on the other side. Um, I, I think, I think that's kind of a no brainer. I, I think he's just too good of a player to pass on. I know Zay Jones is still on the board for me, so I wouldn't be surprised if he took him there. Uh, but they're at, they are adding Calvin Ridley back this year, so that kind of takes away with it. Zay Jones had a kind of a resurgence last year. Um, I kind of like what they have. They play in a weak division. I think go ahead and uh, I think go ahead and get some the arguably possibly the second or third best edge rusher in the draft. I'm for it. All right, Matt. All right. 25. So at 25, I have Seattle on the clock because of that trade that I had the Giants move up from 25 to 20 before. So I have Seattle at 25 right now. And I think this is when Brian Branch for me comes off the board. Um, Like Mason was saying earlier when he had this pick, um, pairing him up with Tariq Woolen in the secondary, um, trying to get the Legion of Boom somewhat back there um, before I had them taking, um, you know, Jalen Carter at five. So I think they still stick with the defense, but instead of doing pass rush, I think they just add some help with their secondary. So give me Brian Branch to Seattle at 25. I love that pick. Me too. Yeah, so I, you know, this is New York. This is the Giants. um, And and this is another team that needs to take a corner. So I still have Ringo available here. So I, I, like I was saying for Minnesota, two picks earlier, um, you know, Cam Smith might be on the board here. 
Ringo might be on the board. Ringo has really slid a lot since that national championship game, man. Um, he did not look good. I guess not in the national championship, but uh, the semifinal. He did not look particularly great against the Ohio State receivers. Um, he was getting burned all over the field. And so I think that's why his stock has slid a lot. But, um, I mean, this would be a fantastic get. And, and, you know, I mean, for great value, 25 for a dude who I think people were probably saying could have gone in the top 10, like, what, six months ago? I mean, people were really, really high on him um, until that semifinal, that national semifinal. So, uh, New York Giants go in and kind of shore up that secondary there at 25. Love it. Um, I have the Giants taking Jonathan Mingo. They got to get some receiver help. They do. I, I just it, it, they need it to happen at this point. They who who's Danny Dimes throwing the ball to? They're gonna panic when they see there's no none of like the the big four are left. So they're gonna they think it's too early for Hyatt, too early for Josh Downs. So like you know what? Screw it. We're gonna go take the kid out of uh. We're gonna take the kid out of um uh, ugh, Mississippi State. Oh, uh, Forbes. No, not Forbes. No, Mingo, uh, receiver. Oh, oh, John. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, out of Wait, out of he's out oh, of Ole Miss. You're Jerry. taking Ole Miss. you're taking him out of Ole Miss. Wow. Uh, apparently, they love Mingo. I read this. I don't know why they do, but apparently, his draft stock's been skyrocketing. So he had a really good pro day. Yeah. That's um, okay, so right here, uh, I do have him taking a wide receiver. This is where I had Zay Flowers coming off the board. Um, I think Danny Dimes he, he desperately needs some help uh, on the wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I think, and then they add, you know, you, we can't forget about Darren Waller being up there now. So he's going to have finally have some help. Uh, I know they got to get that deal done with Saquon. Um, but I, I think as long as Danny Dimes, uh, they address him help. Um, look, if they like Mingo, then all like all for it. I think it's a bit of a reach. Um, but I, I think right now they have to go wide receiver here. I so that the only reason I have them taking Mingo is because it's too early for them to take anybody else. I, I would I at this point I take Hyatt over over Mingo. That is a Giants pick. Hyatt was my backup option, but eh, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Hyatt's uh, not a first 20. round guy for me. Hyatt's not going in the first round for me. Hyatt's second round. Hyatt's like a uh, Hyatt's like a team gets a steal. I would rather have Cedric Tillman over over Hyatt. Oh, I like yes. Tillman, but I like Hyatt more because Hyatt can Hyatt can just blow the barn doors off off the back of the defense. Cedric Tillman, Cedric Tillman had a better career at Tennessee. Hyatt had had one season because he was the guy. He was just he was the guy in that offense because Cedric Tillman was hurt all year. All right, fair enough. Um, all right. I believe this is the Dallas Cowboys. I had them trade with the Minnesota Vikings. I have the Vikings taking Cam Smith. I've said it already, so skip my pick. Matthew. Uh, 26 for me. I have the Cowboys addressing their offensive need at tight end, and I have them taking Michael Mayer off this pick. Um, I think he's a resemblance of Jason Witten, um, and I think this is just like a – like a, a very familiar pick. They know they're getting a guy for the next like 10 to 12, 13 years where they could just, he could just block and he can just catch in traffic if needed. So give me uh, Dallas taking their tight end replacement, Michael Mayer. Nice. So I've got Lucas Van Ness here to the Cowgirls. Um, <laughs> and, you know, another stellar edge here in this class. Um, 
you know and and to be fair i feel like this would this realistically will probably not happen i don't think this guy is going to slide that far um there's no way he gets to 26 like someone is going to take him yeah i mean he he um yeah, I mean, the best way to put it is he will not be here when Dallas is picking. If they're picking at 26, he will not be there, but it would be a, a nice addition for them. Man, I, I love the the Michael Mayer pick, uh, especially with the Jason Witten comparison. Uh, I, I do like uh, Lucas Van Ness, too, out of Iowa. Um, I, I think he's – the thing that worries me about him is that – Jared, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Taven Bryan out of Yo. a couple years ago. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, big athletic freak, uh, you know, kind of popped off his last year of college, got the J.J. Watt comparisons because he's a big white dude who's athletic. Um, and then just didn't do shit. In the and just ha- hasn't done anything. I, I kind of get that vibe with him. I think he tested out of the like out of the park. Um, his lack of bench press scares the shit. Um, I, I have – this is where I have Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State going. Um, I, I think they need some help on the corner with Diggs. Um I like the I, I if in a perfect world uh, Michael Mayer going here would would be a slam dunk and, and I could see uh, they do need some defensive line help. Um, I just wouldn't take I just wouldn't take Lucas Van Ness uh, if I, if I was drafting. I, I he 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 just kind of scares me a little bit. I think that's where you and me agree, but I just I do look at Lucas Van Ness and start twitching a little bit. All right, uh, it would have been my pick here, right? So um, Bill's here on the clock. Still. Yeah. Bills on the clock. So 27, I have the Bills. So I'm, I have them keeping this pick, and I, you, you could have had them trade with the Titans with uh, DeMar, with uh, Derrick Henry or um, even Minnesota with Dalvin Cook, but I think they keep their pick here. Um, they look at this guy, and they're like, you know what? You fit what we need. Your name is already means a lot to us, so we're going to just keep it in the family, and they're going to take linebacker Trenton Simpson um, at 27 possible long lost relative of OJ Simpson. I don't know, but they're gonna slap that 32 <laughs> on his back. I saw this comment. What the f- I didn't know where that was going. I saw I heard Simpson and Bills. I'm like, um you motherfucker. <laughs> um you know they lost Edmonds in free agency to Chicago. So I think they just they slide uh Simpson into that position to fill that gap. So simple just drafting based off of a need. So give me the Bills with that linebacker. I had him trading back for Drew Jameson so I was on a similar path. Yeah, so Buffalo, I've got him going Dalton Kincaid here out of uh, Utah. You know, another pick that would make a lot of sense would be Jameer Gibbs right here. Um, This is probably around the area that he's going to go, 27 to 31. Um, And I think either of those dudes. Um, You know, primarily Gibbs, just because their, their run attack is so bad. But, I mean, maybe they don't take him just because they want to make um, James Cook work. They want to see if he can work out, you know, give him a fair shot next year. But, uh, yeah, I've got Kincaid to the Bills right here. All right. I have a – I promise I have two more left. Um, <laughs> I went a little trade happy this year. Last year I had like two. Um I have the Philadelphia Eagles trade with the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles see that a certain safety prospect is still on the board, and they're still wondering how the fuck he's there. The Eagles go grab Brian Branch at 27 because they're like, shit, if nobody's going to take him, we'll take him. 
best safety prospect in the draft. They fill the hole left by CJ Gardner. I can't cover Johnson. Um, <laughs> oh, now you blame him. Well, no. Okay. I blame him because that stupid whip route play, they worked twice on him in the Super Bowl. He didn't adjust. Yeah, it's not like he led the league in interceptions or anything. Tied. Yeah, you listen. The kid was a good ball hawk. He used his athleticism. He's a good player. I'm not, I, it would be great to have him back. But then I watched tape on him with a with a glass of whiskey and a little bit of anger. I was like, oh, okay. So you do you are a bonehead sometimes. Well, yeah, no, like you're, you're, you're such an Eagles fan. It's it's it's, it's insane. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler in freaking Detroit. I just think Brian Branch for the Eagles is a great fit because he's got two vet corners on each side. He's got a top nickel corner in Avante Maddox. And he's playing with a guy in uh, Ter- Terrell Edmonds who can fucking run. So it's not a bad fit. Okay. They also have Re- Reed Blankenship, too. So they have, like, a three-man weave of young safeties. It can work. Okay. Well, I feel like you've also made about, like, four trades with the Eagles already. No, um, just two. It, it feels just like two. it. Um, so here is – I'm going – I think this is a can't-miss um, can't pick for these guys. They, they are – so close, but their window was closing. They have desperately needed a running back over the last couple of years, and they have refused to address it. They should have went and got Christian McCaffrey last year. They should have moved it. I'm going Jameer Gibbs uh, to Buffalo. I think he is the best all-purpose running back in the draft. I think he – I love Bijan as a natural running back, but I think right here this guy can just do it all. He can play special teams. He can play out of the backfield. Um, he's faster than Bijan. Um, this guy is Alvin is this guy's pro comp is Alvin Kamara. Like you can literally go watch this guy. They're the same player. Um, and I, I, and I think right now they're, they, they should just move James cook to spellback slash slot receiver. Uh, he's that fast. He played a lot of receiver at Georgia. Um, I, I just think this pick just makes so much sense. Um, I also wouldn't hate if they took, uh, Kalijah Cansey here at, at, at 20, um, at 27 either, but I think Gibbs, he's not going to be there the second time around. So I think they, I think they go Gibbs here. I liked Gibbs too, but I think they, they might try to either make Cook work or they'll try to see if they can snag Gibbs at the beginning of the second round. Cause that's, I don't, I don't, I don't think Gibbs makes it out the first. Uh, I've I heard... look at all the teams behind him. Um, uh, Bengals, no. Saints, yes. Eh, yes, maybe. Um, Eagles, Eagles, yes. No. Chiefs, yes. Eagles already grabbed Bijan. Well, if they already now. if they grab Bijan, yeah. that's the big. And then end. the Chiefs, no, they yes. got the Snicko. No, they they love they love Gibbs. They right. they love they love two players in the first round, and they're going to try and trade up and get either Zay Flowers, who Patrick Mahomes has been working out with, or they're going to try and get Jameer Gibbs because I think the Clyde edwards helaire uh, pick has clearly not worked out since his rookie year. Um, and they actually and and Patrick Mahomes and, and all of them they have all worked out together. So those are the two players being linked right now to Kansas City. So if you the Dolphins, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Cowboys, do not be surprised if Gibb goes in the first round in there. Oh, the Dolphins don't have a first round pick. So they would they have, have to trade up. Yeah, they have the thirty third, thirty second. They would have to trade a first next year probably. And 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 probably a third this year. I still have him going to the ban- the Bills just like three picks later. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Uh. The Bungles are on the clock. The uh, Bengals for me at twenty eight. This is when I have Jameer Gibbs coming off the board. Um. I know they've got Joe Mixon. There's a lot of talk about whether or not he can be moved for cap reasons. Um. Especially with the off season issues that he's been having legally. Um, I think to me, it just makes a lot of sense that they were to try and cut ties with them via trade or 
to just, you know, let him go and find another team for some cap space. And then they get Jameer Gibbs at 28, which gives them another four to five years of team control. Uh, so give me Jameer Gibbs going to the Bengals at 28. Maybe they keep mixing and pair him up. Um, I think that just makes their offense a lot more dangerous. There you go. Uh, Mace. Okay, so I have Brian Branch out of Bama here. Um, you know, I, I it, it was Jesse Bates, right? That's mm-hmm. who they lost. Yeah. And to Atlanta. So, so they, yeah. So, so, you know, obviously need to replace um, him at the safety position. You know, he's... In all honesty, he is probably the best. I mean, yeah, he is the best safety prospect in this draft. Um, I don't think he'll end up sliding this far, but um, this would be an absolute steal for them all the way at 28, um, and it makes complete sense. Uh, I have the Bengals taking Devontae Banks out of Maryland. Um, I he slid this far in my book because I think the, all the corners I had above him are just better on tape. Banks had a crazy athletic thing. I think the Bengals, who are sick of Eli Apple's ass, will finally go get a guy who can replace him. Um, yeah, Devontae Banks or whatever. How the fuck? Deontay. Deontay. Yeah. Eli Apple's dead to me. Um, in more ways than one. Uh, I think. <sighs> I will say I, I think I think Mixon here. I, I I could definitely see Gibbs going there if they do cut ties with Mixon uh, to help Joe Burrow out. Um, I could also see if Brian Branch falls that that's a perfect replacement for Jesse Bates. And then of course, um, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry. And then of course a corner uh, Eli Apple is a huge liability. This right here is actually where I have. I think this is kind of a reach for me. Um, but I could definitely see it. I've heard they liked them. I've heard he worked out well with them. Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. You're adding that six eight monster to pair with T. Higgins, uh, Justin Jefferson, or I'm sorry, not Justin Jeff, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. You you I, Hayden Hurst is a good tight end too, but he's not that guy uh, to me. I think the one thing that they're clearly lacking on the offensive skill position is um, is a tight end. I don't think there's a ton of offensive hel- uh, line help worth taking a first round pick on um so i think darnell washington here is the pick just to make that offense even more unstoppable all right at uh 29 we have the new orleans saints on the clock and this is when i have miles murphy coming off the board um i've got the edge rusher going to the saints bolster that all that defensive line for them um the saints i think have an underrated offensive um side of the ball i mean Derek carr has a lot of criticism but uh one thing Derek carr is he, he's he's an accurate guy and he can win you nine ten games with not even the greatest team in front of him um i like how he has michael thomas and um and olave and he's got Kamara and everybody on the offense form i think they go defense to just kind of strengthen that up a little bit maybe pair miles murphy up with cam jordan um so give me miles murphy going to 29 cruz i know you're gonna hate me for why pick mason so I have Gibbs here to Nola at 29. Um, Kamara, you know, y- you just don't know what you're getting with him anymore. Um, you know, two years ago, top five running back. But, um, you know, the legal issues have kind of hamstringed him. And um, he's been injured a little bit. Um, and, and the state of the Saints, I mean, yeah, Derek Carr's an upgrade. But, um you know, this is probably kind of a re, you know, the start of a rebuild for them. And and if they go get a guy like Gibbs, he's going to be around for years to come. 
And um, he, he really is kind of that similar player to Kamara in that, you know, he's a threat in the pass game and the run game. So I feel like this would be a nice pick, um, you know, if Buffalo doesn't go take him, if Cincinnati doesn't go take him. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of works out both ways for team and player. Nice. All right. Um, I have the Saints taking Lucas Van S here. Uh, <laughs> I had this before we had this conversation. I, know. I just, you know what? Like, I, he's on paper, on tape. He's too much of a freak athlete for the Saints to pass up. You and me had the same thought. But I'm like, listen, if anybody can make him fucking work, it's the Saints. Um, that made that New Orleans voodoo might help him out. I just think it's a good fit for him because he doesn't have to be the primary edge rusher off the rip. They still have Cam Jordan. So it's yeah. they'll make it work. And I think with Cam Jordan's tutelage, he actually might be a decent edge rusher. So Yeah. Uh so okay, so for I'll put it like this. I love Miles Murphy if he falls down there. I think that is that that's the seal of the draft if he in the first round if he gets all the way there. I uh Gibbs, if he's there, look, I know that they like him a lot. Uh I would prefer him in round two. Um just because we did just sign Jamal Williams from Detroit uh led the league in touchdowns last year to pair with Kamara. Kamara's probably gonna be suspended anywhere between six and eight games. Uh so we don't really know that yet. Um yeah, I could also see the Van S one. Uh, this is where I have Kalaja Kansi going. Uh, I think th- this is I, – I firmly believe, believe that the Saints are going to trade up. Uh, and it actually just got – it just got tweeted probably about like 30 minutes ago that they are one of the teams to uh, look look for. Uh, and I, I think they really do like Kalaja Kansi. I think that would be a slam dunk to pair with Demario Davis. Uh, you have Pete Warner, Cam Jordan. Um, we address some other needs. Uh, Peyton Turner, I want to see what he can do in year uh, in year three. Um, I, I think offensively we're underrated. I think you hit it on the head that you know Derek Carr can win this division uh, in a, in a very bad division, um, and I, I think too we just re- we need that defensive monster losing Amumada. We don't have Sheldon Rankins anymore. We don't have Shy Tuttle. Um, I think we just really need a solid nose guard, so I think he would be great. But if Miles Murphy's there, I'm all for it. I I just I, I don't think Murphy's gonna make it that far. But, I don't um, either. I don't I, like I, that's why I think we really will trade up. Probably I could see us trading up anywhere from 18 mm-hmm. to 24 if uh, Kalijah Canty's on the board. Canty, I had going. But I had can't. The only reason I didn't have him taking Canty because he was my original one. I wrote down. Because Van Ness just kept sliding, I'm like, eh, you know what? He's the best edge rusher available. Just give him that. Well, we need we need de- we need interior defensive line help more than anything. So if like sure. if, look, Jalen Carter is clear number one defensive tackle. Cansey's clear number two. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, two picks left, gents. Uh, my birds in your scenarios are on the clock. So for me at 30, uh, with my trade from before, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. So I had the Eagles moving up to 17 before. Um, so the the Steelers are on the clock at 30, and this is when I have Lucas Van Ness coming off my board to the Steelers at 30. Um, he's a nice versatile edge rusher. They can pair up with TJ uh, TJ Watt, um, bolster that defense up. Um, they've given um, Pickett a good amount of offensive weapons. They've got Pickett. They've got uh, Deontay Johnson, they've given him Allen Robinson. He's got Najee Harris. He's got Friermuth. Um, no reason for him not to succeed on offense more than he did last year. So I think right now they're going to focus defense and put Lucas Van Ness on that line. All right. 
Yeah, so I follow it up right with you, Matt. Uh, I've got Breesy here out of Clemson going to Philly. I mean, this is another dude where it's just like, I mean, there's no way he he falls this far. Um, but, you know, in a hypothetical world, like this would be awesome for Philly to get him at, at 30. Um, you know, a total need for them on the line. You know, it just kind of that's one of those picks that makes sense if he's there. Uh, I have the Bills off that last trade, and I have them taking Jameer Gibbs here. Um, they 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 solve the problem. They get their back. They James Hill can be a spell back. Doesn't fucking matter. He he can't. He's not consistent enough. Then they also get like another back. They this, got Damian Harris out of Bama. Yeah, they got the Damian Harris. One. He's a he's going to be Harris is just a basher though. So I mean, yeah, like he's, 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 a goal line. he's a goal line vulture. Um. Here I Albert. Yeah, he really is. Uh, here, uh, Jared, I think you're going to like this pick. I have the Eagles taking Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Uh, the boosts up that edge rush. Um, I think right here you get Bijan at ten. You get this guy at thirty. I think Will, I think Will McDonald's one of the more underrated pass rushers. I here. Get this week, um, he's really good. He's quick off the ball. Great off a of shed. I think too. You pair him up with that defensive line. He can come in and rotation his first year. Uh, I think it's too good of a value pick to pass up. That was my backup. Um, I like McDonald a lot, and there was that other one. Uh, it's Elon or Keon or whatever his name is. Keon Williams. What is the dude? The other one. He was the other one I was looking at here. If we didn't have Murphy, but I, at this point, I just figured like they see Branch within striking, just said fuck it, let's pull the trigger. Or yeah. they trade this for Buda Baker. I don't fucking know because apparently that trade's still on the table. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, you want to ask got opinion? The Eagles will not keep both their first round picks. They will. Use no, they won't. Trade the they're gonna. Tra- they're gonna trade. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna trade gonna... it for somebody big name. I'm going to lose my fucking mind again. And y'all got to deal with me for two days straight. <laughs> Would you be happy if they just pulled the trigger and got Derrick Henry? That's a trick. Uh, it's like because like we have Bijan sitting right there at ten. If they if somebody picks Bijan ahead of us and then we pull the trigger on Henry, I'd be like, all right, fuck yeah. But Fair. it's like I think with Bijan, I get five years out of Bijan, maybe maybe eight if he he signs a team friendly deal, ish. And you know, with Henry, I get four max. As much as I love DH, man, that's the dude. But I just Eckler's the other one where it's like I love to have Eckler, but it's like at the same time I get what max four or five years. <clears throat> All right. Well, at thirty-one with the last pick in the first round, uh, I decided to have a little fun with this. I have the Las Vegas Raiders trading up and moving into that thirty-one spot. And they're going to take the quarterback of their future. Um, this is when I have my surprise pick, Hen and Hooker, coming off at thirty-one. They've got. Um, they got what the fuck's name? Jimmy Garoppolo there for two, three years. Um, so I think this is an opportunity to have Hooker sit for about two years behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe have a couple games he plays in when he gets hurt. Um, and have them taking a quarterback at seven because I have them addressing it at thirty-one. Um, so I got I got a surprise trade up taking Hendon Hooker at thirty-one to going to the Raiders. There you go. So, yeah, KC here, I've got him taking Nolan Smith, um, you know, two-year, just like absolute key piece for Georgia. Um, This would make a lot of sense for KC. You know, they this team is not going to look the same from last year. And and we've seen this team evolve from the 20... 20 Super Bowl to last year's Super Bowl team. It's it, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. 
Um, and I think this would be, you know, a guy that is going to be on that D line for years to come that they could go and get who he knows how to play in a winning sort of like team and culture. And he knows, you know, what, what the right things to do are to win. So I think he would be a perfect fit in Kansas city. Um, and it would, it would, it would address a direct need that they have on that, um, front three D line front four D line. All right. With the 31st pick, I have the, uh, defending champion, Kansas city chiefs taking Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Um, this dude is a fucking missile. They need to reinvent it. I think Patrick's like, can I get my fast guy again, please? I we did it with the slot receivers. Can we go back to the fast guys now? They're more fun to throw the ball to. I think Jalen Hyatt's a perfect fit for them here. Uh, the only other one I was thinking about was maybe they go get like maybe Josh Downs if they want to be edgy about it. But I think that Hyatt here just just fucking speed. Put him with Sky Moore and uh, Travis Kelsey and just let the dude run. Well, you already said the guy I want uh, for Patrick Mahomes, uh, and his name is Josh Downs out of UNC. I think it, it, I think he right now is the best wide receiver on the board. I, I, like I said, I think Jalen Hyatt is is a very risky boomer bust guy. I know he had one good year, but I, I just it's just something about it I just don't like. Uh, I like Josh Downs. Uh, I think that's going to be the best pick for him. You get Patrick Mahomes and never a weapon. I mean, look, you get Zafe or uh, I'm sorry, Josh Downs as a wide receiver three uh, to pair up with those. Um, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, yeah, just go ahead and get him, get him the best wide receiver on the board, and I think that's Josh Downs. But I mean, look, if Jalen, I if they really like Jalen, I and they want to bomb it out, you know, all this seems it. like a that seems like a Chiefs pick to me. That was one I, I think in going through it. Yeah. All right, Cruz, thank you so much for being our official judge for the uh, our 2023 Corner Booth mock draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can find this handsome devil on most Barstool Sports publications, including. Don't you run uh, that special account, uh, Barstool Ones? Uh, possibly. Uh, possibly. I may, I may, I may do it's that. I may, may, uh, may do that. Rumors. Uh, rumors. Uh, also do uh, social media for the great and uh, legendary uh, Ben Mintz, aka Mincy, and his morning show. Uh, and I also help out where I'm asked to be helped out. Exactly. He even made an appearance uh, mentioned on the rundown. I was watching, like, that's my boy. <laughs> the rundown, the yak. Uh, yeah, your boy, your boys. Uh, the name's getting thrown around. Making the moves, man. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to our official sponsors, candidates, promo code belly of 20 for 20% off. Seat Geek, promo code belly for $50 off your first ticket purchase. And yeatsofficial.com, official sponsor, oldest sponsor of the Corner of the Podcast, 10% off at checkout. Folks, we appreciate you stopping by for our longest episode of the season. This is always our longest episode every year. It has been for the last four straight years between me and Kevin, then me and Samir, now me, Matt, and me, Matt, Mason, and Cruz. We appreciate you coming through. I am fucking starving, and we will catch you guys on Thursday for the Corner Booth NFL Draft pregame. 6 o'clock Eastern time, folks, not 7. Peace. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.